What's going on? <laughs> wow. What's going on, everybody? It is Ghost Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Get those claps up here. My voice. Shout out to the coach gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish, the king of content, the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. AKA Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prostate prognosticator, Coach Dadamas. We in here and we in here for life. We in here and we are back in here with the wake up show, man. Appreciate y'all for being here. Thank you for coming once again. And we got a great subject matter today. This is where we teach today. Thursday's a teaching day. Five things women, modern women, hate about men that they won't admit. That they won't admit. Now, you'll find this out because you'll find this out based on their demeanor. And we're going to talk about the way uh, women experience the world. is quite, quite different the way that men experience the world. This is nothing new. But I'm going to go through the senses, the senses, the five senses, you know, taste, touch, smell, all right, and all of these things, feel. We're going to talk about the five senses and how women prioritize these senses, right? the best way they learn things and the worst way they learn things. And we're going to give you some visual evidence of that. And so I've planned this to teach you today. All right. So that's going to be the main event story of the day. Okay. So that's going to come later on in the show. Just so you know, this is how I program the show, but we're going to talk about some other subject matters that I think you want to hear, particularly impact husbands are being placed front and center. People are acknowledging the fact that there are some weak ass husbands out here and they're playing the ring game. We're also going to hear a woman tell um, um, other women, particularly trying to tell other women, uh, the 10 mistakes that women make in marriages. And we're going to see if men agree with her assessment. We're also going to talk about one of the pass pa passport bros, a popular passport bro, is under the attack of feminists, but not here in America. Feminists in Brazil. This is going to be an interesting story, interesting take. Um, that I have on here, you know, I endorse the Passport Bros, the Free Asian Lifestyle, the original Passport Bros, and then now the Travel Brothers, the Passport Bros, even the Passport Pookies. We want men to get some culture and experience, but we're seeing that even now over there, there's going to be a position taken and uh, what what that's stemming from, what that is stemming from. We're going to give you a indication of where that's coming from, and then we're going to look at a sister who um, who claims she's having a great life with her old white sugar daddy. That's going to be a great show. Um, and then last one, women claims that a simp, one of her viewers, sent her in the mail $10,000 for her BBL. Yeah, man, uh, are men down that bad? But we're going to see if that claim holds up based on the evidence that she provided us. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Hit the like button. <laughs> All right. That's what we need to do first and foremost. Or it's going to get belly deli in here. And the like is basically you just acknowledging the fact that you're here. You appreciate the content and you understand how the YouTube algorithm works. We know that we want to get a cute couple people in here. So hitting the like button is helpful and it's free. Also, if you want to contribute and let your voice be heard, dollar sign CGA live on a cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV and PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And if you're listening to this on a replay, feel free to send um, an appreciation as well to let your voice be heard, and I'll read it on the next live stream that I appear. But that's pinned to the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And, of course, you can't super chat over here because we the realest it gets. 
Okay, so if you're watching me on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and you wish to submit a super chat or a super thanks, go over to the Notorious CGA channel where we handle a business over there with the simulcast and you can super chat live over there. All right, super chat is still active over there. Anyway, with all of that being said, let's give you the first story real quick and then we'll get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Henpeck husbands being placed front and center. Now, our Henpeck husband here at the Coach Gang is the guy that plays the ring game. He's one of the Hempec husbands that we feature on here. A bunch of other Hempec husbands like this guy. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. Yeah, men giving up their advantage and they're just trying to hold on for various reasons. And we can discuss that. This is also a Hempec of. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, man, she could definitely be t playing the ring game. He could definitely be out there uh, fornicating with other chicks, as according to his wife. But that's not going to work because he's henpecked. Men give up their advantage. Most of the advantage is given up legally and then morally. So let's get into this one right here. Apparently, on one of these tabloid magazines, take a look at what they're doing to men now. Boy, can a man get respect? I need to go into my Rodney Dangerfield, and we need to talk about this. I get no respect. All right, even, even Aretha Franklin wanted some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. But look at this magazine cover. They're talking about hen-pecked husbands. Hollywood's, Hollywood's most hen-pecked husbands. And what did they say on the issue here? One of the bylines, it says, public humiliation. Constant divorce threats, ruined holiday dinners. Man, almighty. Not, not only do they feature henpecked husbands on the, on the top part of the photos, they put three on the bottom. Most people don't see the three on the bottom. So let's talk about these real quick, as you can see here. Ben Affleck, front and center. Treat it like an assistant. <laughs> Treat it like an assistant. Not only did he leave and get a chance to escape Jennifer Lopez, he actually picked her back up. Years, years later, I mean, what, 12, 14, 15 years later, picked her up, and you know he ain't happy. Ben Affleck can't be happy. He probably ain't. I don't even think he's a happy person to begin with. I'm not happy. <laughs> but it shows you just because you have money doesn't mean you're not a lame. Okay, you can have money and be a pure, unadulterated lame. Now, Dax, I don't know who this, I think that's the guy he played in the Dukes of Hazard. I don't know his last name. But uh, he's married to, uh, can I recognize that person, that woman he's married to? I can't. Even though she's a snow bunny, I, I don't know who that person is. I might have to look her up. But Dak says, banned from hanging out with friends. <laughs> wow. Banned from hanging out with friends. And then you have Keith Urban, who I know, the Australian country singer. <laughs> um, I think he's married to Nicole Kidman. And it says, must call home by 10 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's Kristen Bell. That's right. Yes, that is Kristen Bell. Isn't she one of the voices of um, Let It Go? I want to say she's one of the voices of Let It Go. Frozen. I think she's one of the voices of Frozen. That's Dak's wife. But, but Nicole Kidman said, must call home by 10 p.m. What? Holy mackerel. Oh, man. And then there's three at the bottom. George Clooney. It looks like Chris Hemsworth is down there as well. Is, is Thor married? I didn't even know he was married. And then 
whoever Harry is. I don't even know who Harry is. It doesn't look like Harry Styles. So I'm trying to figure out who Harry is there. I don't even know who that is. Is that, I don't know. And then you got Giselle's Revenge Romance. Tom who? Look at what they portrayed marriage as. I just want you to know, for normies, for the normies that watch, okay? For the normies that watch, I want you to see how they portrayed the married man in America. And why would you want to sign up for this? And this is one, this is one of the things we're going to get into when we go modern thing. I'm sorry, five things that modern women hate about men that they won't admit. One of them is going to be leaning close to this subject matter. Okay, if you don't if you don't participate in public humiliation, they are offended. <laughs> They're like offended. Publicly humiliate yourself to the point of even deleting yourself right in the hotel room. Is it too soon for that? There's two men that allegedly deleted themselves in the hotel room back to back. Like humiliate yourself to the lowest extent. And I'll just escape and say, oh, poor me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So that that is this is the expectation of society. Um, there are very rarely, very rarely, very rarely. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Where do you see men portrayed, especially men in relationship portrayed in a leadership role in marriages? Not even Barack Obama, not even Barack Hussein Obama will step up there and say, I'm the leader in my marriage. Where do you, I just want to, I just want to see it. I just want you to see, and maybe, maybe just maybe, maybe I'm missing something here. He says, tell what are we missing? And I want you to think about this based on where we portray. You're very rarely going to see it. And this is what I want men to see. I want men to see this because this is in turn, this is in turn going to be how women view marriage. Well, listen, I don't care if you have money. Ben Affleck has money and he's henpecked. Dak, whatever his name is, Dax is henpecked. Uh, Keith Urban has to do this. George Clooney has to do that. All right. And then the women are going, why, why won't you do it? What do you mean you're going to stand up to me? What do you mean you're going to exercise your options? Oh, no. Not even that girl, Gabrielle Union, is, is, is in the position where she, she has two marriages she wore, she wore the pants in both marriages and then came out and said, well, I made my own money, so I was entitled to do what? Exercise my options in the first marriage. And then in the second marriage, she turned the whole family inside out. Mm. <laughs> we are living in the Jezebel spirit. We are living the Jezebel stories with men because you're deciding to become henpecked men instead of men. And when you decide to become a man, I'm going to tell you this. When you, when you decide to come, become a man, 90% of women will be a completely, it'll be like uh, you sprayed raid on yourself. The roaches will crawl away. You got to be willing to accept this. You got to be willing to accept this. Women do not want no parts and partials of any man that believes in himself, that believes he's a leader. They don't want it. Now, they will act like they will want it. And when we get to those, they'll say that they want that. All right. But 90% of women will be gone. This is why I do not subscribe to cold approach and dating coaches and all because, and I'm not going to get on dating coaches today. I was on a net yesterday, but this is why I don't subscribe to trying to impress women and then putting your resume out there and then just approaching random women. I don't, I can't subscribe to that because 90% of them are, are worthless to you. So what do I have to do to impress you in my position? They need to impress me. 
This is a hard position and it's very uncommon. And then even women will disqualify themselves and say, I don't need to impress you. Exactly. You don't need to impress me because there's nothing that we need to do. That's number one. Number two, if you believe you're the table, let me show you what I have set on the table today. Okay. If you are the table, you're going to be the support system. Get on your knees and your hands and make sure you uh, remain a balanced position so I can put what I have on top of that table. All right. But it, it guys, this is why modern women in, the, in our world are failing miserably because they really want you to be as much as they want you to be strong. They want you to be weak. This is going to be a tough one to uh, digest today, but let's get to the earlier contri contributions to today's show. And when you become a, hey, I'm going to give you another example of henpeck behavior by men before we go to the early contributions. Participating in your girlfriend's TikToks is henpeck behavior. Mm. Participating in your girlfriend's TikToks is some pansy ass, tippy toe, henpeck, goofy ass shit, especially if. You are the subject matter where you're the one being downgraded, where you're the one being humiliated. That is public humiliation at its best. Mm. Just so you know, if you have a girl and you do some shit where you look like the loser and the buffoon at the end, you're doing henpeck behavior. That is public humiliation. No, it's not funny. It's not joking. Now, if you want to think it's funny and you're a normie, have at it. But it is hempeck shit. I'm just letting y'all know. Now, let's get in here. Now, people going to be irate already. Now that I got your blood boiling, hit the like button. We got 385 likes on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Do me a favor, man. Look, I ain't going to beg y'all, but come on. Hit that like button. All right, shout out to Leaf. Appreciate you for being here. Thank you for being here again and again. Cheap Drum Hacks is back. He said he's checking in. Him checking in. All right, shout out to E. Brock. Thank you for being here, sir. All right, uh, we got MC Hamster. Let's get it started. 55 says CGA up at 530, working. Normies sitting there like 530. What that mean? What do you mean? Why did you wake up that early? You don't have a job. <laughs> you know, most people, they wake up just to go to their job. If they didn't have a job, they wouldn't get out of bed. Now, let me tell you something. You can't get more normie than that shit. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> Well, I didn't have to go to work today, so I slept in. Mm. <laughs> Yo, bruh, that tell me you have no purpose without telling me you have no purpose. The fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. The fuck is that? You ain't going to get up? <laughs> like, you ain't going to get up at all if you didn't have to go to work. You just going to lay there. Like, your solution, your solution is just to lay there. I don't have any, no boss. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm going to lay here. Mm. Man, we got to be better. We got to be better. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to Warhammer. He says. It's barbecue in there. Okay. Sincere says, peace and good health to you, CGA. Paying dues for this good information you give daily. Peace, quiet, and freedom for 2023. Peace, quiet, and freedom is of the utmost priority. It is level one. It is level one. Ladies, if you want to get into my life, if you disturb level one, you automatically disqualify. It's like throwing you over the top rope in world championship wrestling in 1986. Okay. It's an automatic disqualification. You cannot disrupt my peace, quiet, and my freedom. And that's one thing that modern women hate. 
right? But we'll get to that. Furman Felipe says free agent lifestyle for life. Bola. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Okay. Daniel McGee. Thanks, coach. I put up my five fingers in the air, turn them some of bitches upside down and cuff my balls. Free agent lifestyle. Here I come. Leveraging options with the triple sixes. Let me hear that, Uncle Earl. I'll give you the short version of it. I got money. You're a threat in a whole menace to society if you're a man and you say, nah, man, I'm cuffing my balls. I'm going to cuff my balls. Cuffing my balls, man. All right, I'm going to be me, be who I am. One of the biggest threats to people is men that say, I'm going to be who I am, man. Screw all that. Now, it doesn't mean I hate women, unfortunately, in our society, we let a lot of misandry just go unchecked. And you know why? Because men want some peace leave. <laughs> men want some peace leave so bad that they will let women go unchecked in the world. And one of the dangers of society is people going unchecked. Even I have checks and balances. I have people to check, check checks and balances. We have this in the male hierarchy. But women don't. And unfortunately, young women are learning without in the absence of a father or allowing the mother to henpeck the father and even if the father is there, he's henpecked and women are learning that they don't need to listen to men or work with men. They think they can dictate to men. And this is the one of the dangers of our, of our society that women are being raised without a true father figure. Many of the women that say they even had a father figure and they respect him. Many of the times you will find out that the respect comes from the father being a friend, not the father keeping her in check. Oh, my father listened to me and let me just talk to him endlessly and I can interrupt him whenever I wanted to. And I could just bombard myself on him and he would never tell me no. And he would always that, that's their relationship with their father. It is never like, damn, my father kept me accountable. I never disappoint. I never wanted to disappoint my father. My father actually, you know, he actually kept me in checks and balances. It's never that shit. It's always like, oh, he was my best friend and I could tell him everything when I used to get cream pied by guys. I went up to my father and told him I was like, dropping my neck and getting cream pied by guys. That's 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 what modern women think makes a good fatherly relationship with their daughters. <laughs> I can tell my father everything. <laughs> I could be a whole 304 out here. This is what they think is a good relationship with their father. This is the modern women today. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Anyway. <laughs> all right, somebody says here. Here we go here. Where we, what are we doing here? All right, what are we doing? Did I get all the super chats? Let me get one more. Shout out to Jariki with the co-sponsorship. Thank you, sir. I'm rich, bitch. Is it true, coach? He says, um, since I started doing and thinking my own way, most women and simps started hating me. Literally, they act like if I'm a menace to society, it is true. He says it is true. It is true. Men will hate you because you don't prioritize women. They will think you are out of your mind. What? <laughs> you see all of these fine, thick sisters can't resist us. And I'm sitting there like I see them. I always tell you about that story at the nightclub. Me and my homeboy, we played football together in high school. We went and kicked it. We chilled. We had a common story. So uh, we weren't particularly close in high school. But then we got together because we had a common uh, story with our marriage and relationship and all that stuff. So we went and kicked it, uh, you know, years after our high school. And we go and kick it in a, in a bar called Skyloft in Laguna Beach. Anybody know about that? 
It's right off Pacific Coast Highway. So we're at the Sky Bar, chilling, music. We went to a club. We just went to go. We wasn't going to chase hoes. I don't know. Y'all go to the club, chase hoes. We went over there to kick it and chill. And, uh, you know, they was dance flooring. This ninja <laughs> come up. This dude was starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. This dude was thirsty as hell. So he come up. He kind of sit next to us. He, I think he came by himself. Okay. And, um, you know, the club is filling in. The hose is coming in, you know, looking for attention or whatnot. And me and my homeboy just sharing stories and chilling. He come up. And then, you know, he goes and starts dancing. He's dancing on the hose. He's trying to go up. And we kind of watching him and not paying attention to him. And then he coming up to us. Oh, man, it's hot in here, man. Why ain't you, ain't, why ain't you ain't out here dancing with the hose? And we like, man, we just chilling. Like, we, we good. And then he sees a girl. He's like, oh, man, look at this, man. He coming in, sweat, sweat dripping down his face. And he all just on the hose. He's like, man, oh, boy. He just, just the, just the starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. I'm like. Me and the dude, me and the dude, me and my boy is like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? He act like he ain't seen no women in his entire life. I was like, women are never going out of style, bro. <laughs> Chill the hell out. You know what I mean? They act like you're supposed to be starving. They men can't understand because they're led by their. I listen, I've been there. I can't say I haven't been there, but at some particular point, you're not there anymore. Once you've had had a lot of women or you realize what they are how you can get them easier than doing all of these jumping through these hoops and hurdles you'd be looking like what <laughs> oh man it's sad it's sad bro it's sad but a lot of guys aren't there yet rational rationality says 304s always hate men with a purpose oh the humanity with a purpose oh, the humanity. we'll get to that Maryland free agent hombre hombre says I, and I said hombre but it's hombre Coach, you gave me clarity to my life. Currently downsizing to optimize my six-figure income and make my business thrive. Thank you so much for helping men like me, junior college funds for myself. Thank you, sir. And no, guys, you don't have to mack every woman that's in your vicinity. No, you don't. <laughs> sometimes you can lead a ass alone. And sometimes that works to your advantage. Okay, but I'm in the position where they have to qualify for me. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot in life. Again, life-changing predicaments right now. Most women, like 99%, 96%, 96% of women, like don't qualify for where I am. Like not qualified. Don't qualify. Like they can't match what I have. They can't match what I bring. Like 96%. When you get to that point, guys, have you ever been on top of a mountain and looked down and be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I rule the world. Would you ever do that? That's how I feel when I look at American women. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Not every dude can be there. Not every dude can be there. So it's a, it's a thing that you can't understand. I look down on them like, I don't care if they're tall or what. I look down and say, what can you do for me? Like what literally? You can drop that net. We can talk about that. What else? Okay, you can touch them toes. You can go 10 toes up. And what else? <laughs> what else after that? And then I'm like, well, then for me to do that, you got to do doop, 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 doop. I'm like, never mind. I got money. I can get that over there for 700 bucks. <laughs> and I can go back about my day. Just to let you know. I don't have to do a damn thing after that. 
<laughs> I don't just have to do nothing. But I'm supposed to do all of this shit for you? Hold up for a second. And that's you. No, it ain't going to happen. But guys, I, I, I tell you, I implore for you. Get to this point in life. Your life is going to change. Get to this point in life. What y'all trying to do is y'all trying to use wordplay and some sort of verbal game to seduce them. Guys, modern women aren't seduced mostly by verbal game. And if they are, you got about you got about 20, 28 minutes before that wears off. <laughs> I don't know, man. You got about 28 minutes before they go on to the next thing. Women are not very stable when it comes to, you know what I mean? They, they, they not very stable. They're always like, um, you ever see this? It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like when you go fishing and you throw your little lure out there and you put the little flashy thing, the little jigger, you put the little jigger out there and the jigger's going like this to the fish. And then the fish is like, now, if I put one over here, the fish going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> They easily distracted. And you did all that work for nothing. Anyway, shout out to the ladies that are watching me. Hey, ladies, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. This isn't about hate. We're, we're, we're talking about how women hate men. So if you might want to think that. We're talking about how we're talking about pure misandry over here and, and how it's allowed in our world. So don't think I hate you. I just, you know, I probably place you. That's all. And I'm accurately describing you, but it's all right. Shout out to XL Pro Services in the building. He says, Coach Gang. Loud Pocket says, Coachy, I picked up another Kaylee with my dog. Yes, you can you can pick up Kaylee with a dog. Yes, you can. All right, KT says, you have an imposter on Cash App. Search yourself. Be careful, gentlemen. Wow. You know what? That's crazy. But a matter of fact, I don't know. I had a couple of Cash Apps uh, that they deleted. But watch out for that, guys. You know what I mean? It's always dollar sign CGA live. You guys got to watch out. Somebody's, somebody's, I'm going to check it out. Scammers are real, man. Somebody took my money. Wow, scammers are real. So you guys got to watch out. Um, Dollar sign CGA live. So keep it. I appreciate that, KT. So um, I don't know what I can do about it. I'll try to see what I, if I can jump on Cash App. And showed that they're an imposter. He has my picture and everything. Man, so a lot of people probably sent them money. Um, you know, imposters are real on these apps. So I'm going to try to see what's going on there. But see, dollar sign CGA live. So I don't know how close he's gotten to the name. And I can't search him on the on this one here. So anyway, it's CGA live too. Man, do not send them money. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Dame Digital says this going, this one gonna be a banger. Uh, watch out, thank you, brother. This is definitely gonna be a banger. Somebody cashing out because people probably sending them money. You know, people don't do that. I've sent, I've sent money to uh, people on accident. I was actually uh, transacting with my ex spouse via Cash App, and I sent money to someone else <laughs> for sure. I definitely got caught up in that one. So yeah, man, you gotta be careful. Let me see here. All right, we're going to go over to PayPal. I shout out to Vans. I see your PayPal. We're going to get into a discussion about that. Stay tuned. We got Chairman Mo. <laughs> Somebody said it's probably Hafiz. Chairman Mo says, blue chip mindset on corporate coach culture was awesome. 
They're providing me a lot of inspiration for my English class today. We are reading a book called Wayside School is Falling Down. In chapter 27, the kids find a bag of money on the playground. They give the money to the schools lost and found. Then later, a man named Mr. Finch thanks the kid for finding his bag of money that he says had his life savings in it and tells the kids that he's going to use the money to open an ice cream shop after he quits his job that he hates. That is an RP message in the children's book. Yes, during the class, we talked about why grownups have to work at jobs that they hate, like Mr. Finch, and why Mr. Finch is a powerful man for having the courage to quit his job to go and do what he really wants to do. It was a very fun class, and my grade seven students understood it all. Thank you, Coach, for all you do. The RP message is still alive and strong and has much more to do than your relationships with women, although women are, are, are sometimes our relationships give us that clarity, right? Give us that one of pursuit for clarity. So that corporate episode that not a lot of people watched, I don't believe, go check it out. And a lot of us are choosing to go into jobs and careers that have dead ends, not dead in in terms of promotion, dead end mentally. You really don't want to do it, but you're just showing up for a check, which is called prostitution. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? Have you heard that Mackenzie Basil's just divorced her second husband? Divorce culture, divorce culture is real. It wasn't just, that's, that's kind of old news, but thank you for sharing. And I did a story on that one already. Sizzo, last one, says, yo, he says, yob, mob, chicken balk. You know how it goes in here, chicken balk. Okay, let's get back into the show. Thank you for the early contributions, and then uh, we'll get Venmo, PayPal. We'll get the rest of them on the next one. Let's get into this story right here. Why is this out of order? Oh, I see what I did there. I see I messed up. Okay. All right, I see what I messed up. Okay, see, we're going to get into it. Ten mistakes women make in marriages. This is going to be a woman. Yes, it's going to be a Kaylee. Kaylee's going to describe the ten mistakes that women make in marriage. And ladies, if you watch my show, which I know you do, I know you watch my show, and you just won't say so, this is the best edutainment on YouTube at this particular hour for certain. Get permission from... Yeah. Yeah. And on <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk about chicken box. All right, so 10 mistakes that women make in marriage. And let's go say, see, gentlemen, if you might learn something. Even women are acknowledging that marriage for men is a little bit weird. Women make a lot of mistakes in marriage, and this is going to be a flatback for sure. All right, this is going to be a flatback. And, you know, uh, when flatbacks talk about marriage, they're the ones that typically do get married up in this country. All right, uh, for, some re- for some reason, even in their spirit of rebellion, they realize that they don't need a man at the, at the end of the day. Uh, black women in particularly, when you see um, their commentary on this post, you see why they ain't never going to get married. But they want marriage. They just want to marry a simp. Continuing. Here are some of the top mistakes that women make in marriage. Number one, putting your kids first before your spouse. You married your spouse, so put him first. Doesn't mean you have to neglect your kids at all. Number two is not setting boundaries. We need to set boundaries and we need to learn as women how to say no to things so we have more time and energy for our spouse. Number three is trying to change your husband. You married him for who he is, so don't try to change him. Love him for exactly who he is. Number four, not wanting physical or sexual intimacy. Our men, our husbands need it. They were designed to need it. They love making love to you. Uh, Number five is not taking care of yourself. We all need to take care of ourselves. We don't want our husbands to also. Number six is um, focusing on the negative things that he does. Try 
focusing on only the positive things. Your marriage will be way more happier. Um, the next one is not being direct and clear with your feelings. Most men would love to help you or do things for you, but you just have to tell them exactly what you want. Um, the next one is comparing yourself to others, your marriage, your relationships, your life. The grass is not greener on the other side all the time. So stop comparing and look for the positives in your marriage once again. The last one is involving friends or family in your relationship. There are boundaries in all things. I missed one. Overscheduling. Us women are so good at over overscheduling our lives. That is a huge intimacy killer. So say no to All right. Shout out to the flat back to Kaylee right there. Let's go ahead and go smaller screen and break some of those down one by one. But particularly, we want to look at the commentary on some of the people, the normies that are listening to this message right there. Let's go check the comment section. Always full of normies. Um, the first one I see here that I want to highlight is by Buffy Baby. Buffy Baby. And it looks like a sister or a Hispanic woman or a Latina. And looks like she has a phone to her ear. She has a colorful background. And it looks like she has a wig, makeup on, and so forth and so on. Now, if you look and juxtapose the position, look at the wife. The wife does have her hair curler. She bought a hair curler. She has feminine look, which is her long, natural hair. And she doesn't have a lot of makeup. This is typically what men choose as wives. They don't choose buffy babies. They don't choose hottie chicks. They don't choose BBL women to marry. Those women are for recreational purposes only. Okay? You a concubine at best. But what tends to happen with wives, they are tend to be toned down version and men tend to wife those women up. So look at the position. But what Buffy baby says, she lost me with the put your spouse first. <laughs> you, She says, the woman says, and the first one she says, put your spouse first, not put your spouse ahead of your kids. Now, one of the things that makes marriages fail is when the wife tends to put the kids before the spouse. Many men are in marriages and they come behind the kids, another man's kids, the dog, the kids schooling events, her mom, her dad, her family, her extended family, and then the house and then the dad somewhere, the husband falls somewhere in that, right? Now, this woman says the husband comes first and that's actually biblical. And I know our biblical scholars can put that first. And not only that, for the man, the wife comes first. The wife comes first. So whatever happens on your side, same thing on their side should happen on your side. These people come first, and meaning that you got to treat their priorities first. The kids will always be taken care of. But many times people put all of these things ahead of the spouse, and then they lose their marriage. All right? And it's also true that when you are married, biblically it says you two become one in the flesh, Thus, you're joined in the flesh. Not only that, you're the new family, meaning if, 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 the, if her mother or father takes precedent over you as a spouse, you're doomed. Go ahead and play the Undertaker bell. If she says, my daddy says, you don't have a wife, okay? That's not your wife. You don't become one in the flesh. So what happens is a lot of people think, that they have to do, which he also talks about inviting your family into your family issues. If, if your issues are put to the family as if the family has authority over you and your family, that's going to be a failed marriage. Okay. It's going to be a fair marriage. That's biblical. All right. So here's what we're doing. Modern women are learning the wrong way to have marriages. And then they wonder why they fail. And they sit up there and say, I'm not happy. <laughs> I always come first. I'm the king of this shit. 
I'm not only I'm the king of kings and the king of content, I'm the king of this house. I'm the king. And I am going to make sure that I am always the king. And the minute I am not the king and you want me to abdicate my throne, you've just abdicated your position in my life, period, at all times. I don't know what people understand. Most people should be on their knees banging and begging and praying to the Lord that I showed up in their lives. That's how highly I think of myself. But that's neither here nor there. No need for braggadocio. Here's the thing. I'm the king. I'm the king. <laughs> all right. Here's the thing. I am the king in all instances in this house and outside. I am the authority. I am the controller. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this part right here. Let's get into her stuff. Here are some of the top mistakes that women make in marriage. Number one, putting your kids first before your spouse. You married your spouse, so put him first. Doesn't mean you have to neglect your kids at all. Absolutely. Number two is not setting boundaries. We need to set boundaries, and we need to learn as women how to say no to things. We all right, so she's talking about say no to things to other people, not to her spouse, just so we're clear there. She's saying yes to everything, yes to being the PTA president, Yes to being the volunteer at the 5K. Yes to being the person that folds programs at the church. Yes to the pastor. Yes to everybody. Yes to her daddy. Yes to her cousin and family events. And then the debt and then the father, the spouse. Oh, no, I can't do that because I said yes to all these other things. Continuing. We have more time and energy for our spouse. Number three is trying to change your husband. All right. We talk about that all the time. Women marry men hoping that they change. And then men marry women, hoping that they never change. Inevitably, they're both dis disappointed. Believe it or not, I'm not anti-marriage. What I'm, what I am anti is the modern approach to marriage and the family court. All right, that's what I'm against. So these things are true. When women marry men and say, "Okay, I'll sit around and change him," she's gonna be disappointed. I'm not happy. <laughs> Continuing. You married him for who he is, so don't try to change him. Love him for example. She didn't marry him for who he is. She married him for what she thought she can make him to be. And that's why modern women lose in marriage. Continuing. Exactly who he is. Number four, not wanting physical or sexual intimacy. Our this is a this is an obvious one. What I always tell women and anybody that thinks they're going to get in a tour relationship with me is this this Johnson belongs to me. I if I if I have the desire to let this Johnson loose, I will let it loose. Now, whether it's going to be with you or somebody else, that's going to be your choice. But you don't dictate when I get excitement. You don't dictate when I get to be able to bust. You don't dictate what I do with this. See, I've been doing, I've been un under the control. My, I've been under control of my Johnson for a long time. Pause. But you don't get to tell me when I get to let my thing off. Meaning, if you say, no, not tonight, honey, guess what I'm going to do? My ass is going to go let it off. I'm going to let it off some way. I'm going to let that damn thing loose. I'm going to let it roar. Okay, you don't want to let the lion roar tonight? Fine with me. Take the night off. But I'm ready. But what they want to do is dictate when they get, well, I'm not in the mood and I'm not ready. Wait till I'm ready. Do this and do that to, to get me in the mood. No, 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 no. I've been under control of this thing for longer than you've been here with me. So if you don't want to let me let it loose, somebody else will. I'm out of here. Skedaddle. So what women do tend to do is, oh, you're in a relationship with me. Thus, you have to wait till I'm wanting intimacy. Nope. No, I don't. Now, what I want, what I will not do is try to take it from you or try to try to try to persuade you. Let me persuade you 
to let me let my lion roar. No, I don't do it. Oh, you're not in the mood? Okay, cool. <laughs> right. Anyway, continuing. Our men, our husbands need it. They were designed to need it. They love making love to you. Uh, number five is not taking care of yourself. We all need to take care of ourselves. We don't want our husbands to also. This is another big one. Take me as I am. If you can't take me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. You know what I mean? Don't tell me I need to lose weight. This is all crazy stuff. This is all modern ideas of male servitude. You're supposed to let your wife blow up like the good year blimp. Don't you still love me for me? I'm still the same inside. Well, you better take care of yourself. Or if you don't, you lose your spot. Let's continue. Number six is um, focusing on the negative things that he does. Try focusing on only the positive things. You're That's impossible. This is what she's asking right now, just to be fair, is impossible. So um, this is because of how love works. Once the chemical wears off, now you're stuck with each other and you will mostly see the negatives. And then you will want that person to correct the negatives and not the not focus on the positives. This is the old 80-20 rule in which the 80-20 rule, not the selection rule, but the 80-20 rule of relationships, which says people typically will only focus on the 20% that they're lacking in the relationship and not the 80% that they're receiving. Thus, once the love wears off, a person will trade the 20% and try to go pursue the 20% instead of appreciating the 80%. And then they'll go select the guy that's giving them the 20% that they're missing in a relationship. Oh, he holds me. He touches me. He makes me feel good. He listens. But does he support you, provide for you, sacrifice for you, risk, provide you shelter, food, comfort, clothes? Does he do any of these things? No, he doesn't. And then they'll throw away their marriage for the 20% and give up the 80%. And then what happens is they're they're still not happy. They're still not happy. Let's continue. Marriage will be way more happier. Um, the next one is not being direct and clear with your feelings. Most men would love to help you or do things for you, but you just have to tell them exactly what you want. Uh, this is, I know what she's saying here. This could be a little misconstrued, but she's saying, stop thinking men are going to try to figure the shit out. We are not, we got other things to think about. Well, you should know if you love me. Now, she says, be direct and clear. What This is what I want. This is what I want. Don't play games. She said, don't play head games. Let's continue. Um, the next one is comparing yourself to others, your marriage, your relationships, yeah. your life. The grass is not greener. Uh, this is impossible. I, I get what she's saying here. I almost agree with everything she's saying, but this one's impossible. Most people in general are always going to compare and uh, most of the time you're comparing, you don't have the right proper lens to compare, meaning people are in different forms of life. They're taking different calculated risks. And so people have things that that you might not be able to afford or it's not time for you to have. But women in general in marriages do do the comparison. And um, if men verbalize a comparison, meaning, oh, this this wife does this, this wife does that, it's bad on him. Let's continue on the other side all the time so stop comparing and look for the positives in your marriage once again the last one is involving friends or family in your relationship yep this one's doomed guys let me tell you something i walked out on my marriage listen on that one alone that one was a big one and that was one that i made clear prior to the marriage so um it was just one of the things once they start going well my family said and my family this and start talking negatively about you or try to address issues with the family directly and the family starts getting involved and they started, you know, putting their two cents in, it's over. 
It is absolutely over, guys. I would tell you right now, this is go. This one's go, false understated. If you're in this position, walk the hell out the door right now. There's no coming back. And typically what happens is women do not tell the 80% of the good things that you're doing or she takes it for granted. And then she only tells the, the family the negative things. And now, rightly so, the family should be concerned. Because they never hear, oh, he's doing right. He does the right thing. He loves his kids. He he shows up on time. He's never drinks. He don't smoke drugs. He don't fornicate, right? They never hear that. But they hear is he's an asshole. He yelled at me for coming in late at night. He yelled at me for putting my job ahead of his knees. He yelled at, he did this, he did that. That's what they hear. And rightly so, they would be what? Concerned. They're like, what's going on over there? So they're rightly want to be protecting their 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 uh, family member but what's not happening is they're not hearing the good things so when she does that it is undermining your relationship and thus the relationship is over do not try to fix it it's over game over it's over it's absolutely over there's nothing you can do to recover from this i don't care what the rapist i mean the therapist tells you the relationship is over once she does that she is she is uh disavowing her belief system in the family and God and the Bible. If she does that and brings your family, her, your family mess to her family. Now, in the event that you are abusive physically or mentally or verbally or whatever form of abuse, then yes, she should reach out to her family for protection. However, if that is not present and she's just nitpicking and then presenting you as a bad, a bad view of you, mostly because she's not living up to the expectations of her in her household, Typically, what happens is you're going to be victimized by the uh, uh, by the opinion of the other family, and it's going to ruin you guys. It's over. Game Just so you know, over. guys, I would tell every man to leave their marriage immediately if your wife violates this. Your wife violates that one. It's over. Walk right clean out the door, and there's no, no nothing you ever need to say. You never need to say it, uh, what reason it was, and especially if you said at the beginning, never do this. Never do this. If you say to your family and you start painting me in a negative light, it's over. Walk right up out the door. Let's walk out here. Let's go to the next one. There are boundaries in all things. I missed one. Overscheduling. Us women are so good at over overscheduling our lives. That is a huge intimacy killer. So say no to. Okay, so you talked about intimacy killer. Mostly say no to overscheduling. And I agree with that one. Many times women do overschedule and they will say that they're busy. And I will say where well, you're busy, but you're not productive. You're actually doing things that are counterproductive. And what will typically happen is because she's so busy and she's overscheduled herself, she will put intimacy to the back door. And I will say, I don't care if you're busy. You're not being productive. You're not being efficient with your time. And thus, I'm lacking. If I'm lacking, then there's no relationship. Yeah, you just distracted, right? She just distracted. So that's all that is. And all she's doing is be, she's trying to find distractions. And thus, when they do that, it's kind of like um, idle time is the devil's time. Most of the time, it's going to be the devil for your relationship. So anyway, I think that was a good one. Uh, hopefully, hopefully people are listening. Hopefully people will listen to that. Let me give a, a commentary here. Um, somebody said, protect her at all costs. She got the keys. Um, it looks like this is a woman that said, I'm divorced, but I agree with this 100%. Let 
if I would have done a lot of these things in my marriage, my marriage would have been different. I definitely know better for the next one. So she's hoping that the experience she's experienced in her first marriage, she now realizes she made a lot of these mistakes and I appreciate her for acknowledging it. But now she's saying she's ready for the next one. But unfortunately, there may never be a next one. Ladies, you should be appreciative that one person went down on bending knee for you because most of the time that's all you need. Biblically, that's all you should need. But trying to convince yourself that should there should be two or three men to be able to get down on bending knee for you in your life is actually foolish. And the Lord looks upon you as a fool. All right. Anyway, mm. we in, we invoke in the name of the Lord today. Let me see here. Let me see here. Let's see. What is this right here? I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go to the next story and then we'll do the super chats. All right. For some reason, for some reason, I didn't pick, I didn't do my, I thought I handled this stuff today. Popular passport, bro. We're going to talk about a popular passport, bro. And I normally don't mention people by name, but this brother was mentioned by name by a, I presume a feminist. So the passport bro movement has caused some controversy around the world or right? the world's been affected by this knew what you would say is a movement, this awakening by men, particularly black men, but not just exclusive to black men, of going worldwide to pursue what they want in women. Now, what's getting misconstrued is, is are these men pursuing wives or sex? And let's just be honest, it's both. It's a little bit of both. There's, there's a sector that is pursuing sex. Some, some are assuming, pursuing pay for play. Some are pursuing wives and lifestyles and expatriatism over in other countries. So the problem is when you have this mix, it's easy to cast the light on of that on all the passport guys. And as you guys know, I'm an original passport, bro. Free agent lifestyle is there's a semblance of it as a portion of it that tells men part of your freedom is travel through passportism. So let me go to the story. Take a deep breath, CGA. Go to the story. And this isn't to put them in a negative light. This woman is named Stefio. Riberio, <laughs> Ribio, I don't know her name. Uh, please do not go to her page and um, harass her. Do not go to her page and harass her. But she has been spending the bulk of the last couple of days highlighting the fact that American black men, and particularly one man in, in particularly, are going over there and, and, and looking at Brazilian women as for sale sexually. Let's read what she's talking about. It says right here she's actually um, she's actually tagged the embassy. It looks like the embassy of Brazil on this post. And she says we are looking forward to know what kind of actions are available against this kind of behavior. I believe this guy is fully aware that this woman's doing this. So, so you know, this guy, I, I think, has already made response videos to this, which we can take a look at. But. Here's the story. This woman translated says the American and she names him as Austin Holloman. On his Twitter account and on his profile on YouTube has been creating a series of contents encouraging other Americans to come to Brazil to get closer to Brazilian women like himself, like himself been doing. And of course, it's broken Portuguese, English and translation in his videos. He asks Brazilian women questions on sexual and effective nature, one of which even asked what size salami she likes. All this to conclude by saying 
that we are easier than other women. He goes so far as to say, get your passports. Oh, that's all she says. A clear incentive for American men to come to the country with sexual intent. Okay. Says right here, we know that sex tourism in Brazil is a big problem. So she's acknowledging that potentially there is a lane for men to come get sexual tourism. And let's just be frank, and we'll be frank about this. Women have been doing sexual tourism for a long time. I hate to keep reiterating. See, they got me out here. You know what I mean? Look, it is what it is. Where are we at here? New, 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 new world order. And it says right here, we know that. Okay, I'm sorry. I read that already. But what can we make of this series of absurd videos and comments by American men? A follower of Austin goes so far as to say that the Brazilian girls are all for sale. We are not, she says, exclamation point. This approach is not correct. Quote, we are looking forward to know what kind of action actions are available against this type of behavior. Now, just so we know, they're on, <laughs> just so we know, they're on to us. They're on to people. And what we have now is not only the effects of women. And, and, and Stephanie looks like she could be some sort of Afro um, Brazilian, Afro African descent, which which would mean, which would mean, um, this is particularly maybe a black Brazilian. This is not going to be a, a Brazilian that would be classified as a white lineage Brazilian, which means in effect you're getting uh, black women over there that are going to have the same response. And we're seeing some responding here that is in Brazilian that I don't understand or Portuguese, should I say. Okay. But here's the thing. She's been very adamant over the last 24 uh, hours of putting this person in particularly out for doing, making these videos, which is going to be a natural response. And I always say, always have a, a exit plan. Always, has, always have an adaptive position. What is clear? What is clear? Two things are clear. Number one, it's odd that this particular group of men have been facing this type of response for doing something that women, and not only that, men, white men in particular, European men have been doing for a long time. Now, I will say, I will say, I mean, because the Europeans have been doing this for about a thousand years, okay? And not only been doing it for a thousand years, they've been doing it for a long time. Not only that, traveling and meeting other women is just a part of what men have to do in order to get a better chance. Sometimes the women local to you aren't your best option. And men over the history of time have went from one place to another in pursuit of love, sex, and intimacy. This is nothing new. When it comes to women doing it, European women have been doing this to island boys and for a long time. Not only that, European women in slave quarters have been doing this to men, just as the men have been doing it to women. Not only that, when you have Stella got his groove back being promoted since what, 1993 or better, Stella went and used her passport to pursue love and sex and intimacy. Why are we continuing to put this group of men and black men on blast for this type of behavior? Now, the opposite view. The opposite view. The, this feedback is also coming as a result of men putting this out in the airwaves. So let's just be frank. The European men that have been doing this for a long time definitely didn't talk about it as much as these guys talked about it, meaning they kept 
they move, you know, you know, bad boys move in silence and violence. Right. So the men that have been doing this did not broadcast it to the world. They just did it. Right. And they might have shared this little secret at the country club and said, you know, the little girls in Thailand, you know, the little girls take care of you. Everybody knew what was up and they kept it quiet. So now, unfortunately, this group has particularly been very vocal. I haven't been as vocal. I've been talking about it and I talked about it. I said, yeah, you could have a little fun while you're there. But travel for other purposes, including culture, to learn, to get some peace, quiet and freedom. Right. And it's hidden. It's hidden in the message where it's not the intent to go travel is that read it in my book in 2018. I said the intent is not for that. But while you're there, have a little fun, dip your toe in a little bit of the puddle. That's kind of how I presented it. But I've also felt a little uncomfortable by saying, you know, we're telling secrets that the world already knew. But when it comes for us, it's going to look predatory. Right. It's going to look predatory. So then this is the result of it. Is this going to catch on? It could catch on if particularly black women in America see that these women are calling these guys out. And there's always been some sort of control mechanism, which black women have wanted to exert over black men. You, we control what you do with Joe Johnson. This could actually catch fire and lead to other women. As I said before, once you get there, they know why you're there. And either they're going to say, we know what's up. Or they're going to adapt. And I showed you several groups of women adapting. In particularly overweight Filipinas. They were like come on black men. We'll take you. That's an adaptation. And then there's other ones that said. Oh we know what these men are here for. We're not going to participate. So there are forms of adaptation that everybody's doing as a result. People are welcoming of men traveling. But of course you have women like this. Let me give you a couple more things here. She is clearly outing them. Okay. What's your actual point? Men can have SEX in their local country or travel or have it overseas. You just hate having relations. Take your religious feelings and go be a priest. Otherwise, nobody cares. That's a response to her. And she says she actually love to be intimate. And she says, I hate men who see women from other cultures as objects sexually. Okay. Which is a, some, somewhat hypocritical. But she says just because they are losers in their country, she goes by saying, uh, additionally, so they use their money to try to humiliate Latina women like me. Okay, so this is kind of what you're going to, if you do intend to be a passport, bro, this is what you're starting, going to see this adaptation. You're going to start to see this bite back, this feedback. And uh, there are going to be women that catch on to you. Perhaps they might say something to you while you're there. But be just be careful. Let me see. There's uh, Here she is here. She's going pretty far. She's um, breaking down YouTube videos of this gentleman. And this is a young man. And if you actually watch his, his videos, there she is right here uh, of his response. He's he says he's receiving death threats from Brazilians. Holy mackerel. This is how serious it's getting. OK, he's over there and he's he speaks Portuguese. But now he says somebody, now he says he's receiving death threats from Brazilians. I think that's worth a good watch. That's definitely worth a good watch if you want. Okay, we have some men responding here. You know, we, oh, this is the other thing you have to worry about. This is the other thing you have to worry about. It's particularly black men. Black men are the protectors of mud. You know, mm. unfortunately, there are always going to be a segment of black men that uh, want to protect the position of the matriarch, the matriarchy. They're always going to keep the matriarchy ahead. And uh, they will come out and attack a guy like this 
I don't think they, you know, I'll I'll say where I disagree and agree, but I'm not going to all out say, let's be real, you're Kevin, Kevin Samuel-like. When that didn't work out for you, you became a passport, bro. I mean, oh, God, that's a little bit disappointing to see. And you see what's going on here. She's going very specifically at that gentleman there. And uh, if you do want to feel like you followed him, go ahead and follow him. I don't like to promote people who don't promote me. But as you see, this is kind of like the response. Here it is right here. Passport, hashtag Passport Bros is sex tourism. Which we, come on, listen, all tourism is in, indeed sex tourism. But let me, let's just be frank. Let's be frank. The tourism of, the tourism that, that she's calling sex tourism has always been prevalent. It's always been there. However, saying it is one different, is a different approach. So coming out and saying, hey, come over here and do this to this group of people, that's new. That would be kind of new. And this is what she's attacking. And, of course, we're making it available for it to be under attack. So be careful. Be careful. Anyway, let's get to these super chats. Let's get to these super chats. Again, don't go harass her. If you want to, you know, dispute what she's saying, go ahead and dispute it. I made her profile known. Her profile is public with a verification mark. So she's well known and she probably wants some attention. But do not go harass her and then don't harass her in the name of CGA. All right. Uh, crazy. But ah, man, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy, man. That's kind of, that's kind of, kind of weird that uh, that's happening. But it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Let's get to the contributions. And I owe some love over to Venmo and PayPal. Then we'll come back to the Super Chats. That was CISO I ended up with last. Yeah, don't say yo, don't say CGA sent me. All right. Um, but it's not like she can do anything to me. I'm just saying. Don't go over there and do that to me. Kevin W, I find 90% of the content made by XXs as useless. Yesterday I saw a YouTuber post a video that said the best thing about having a bra is and pulled out a pistachio from it and proceeded to eat it. Well, Women haven't been great entertainers for a long time, like in general, in general, and that's not their position. So most of the content that they make, I would not take seriously. One of the problems that men have is taking women seriously. I don't think that they've been needed to be taken seriously for a long time. But in the sense of you take them seriously and it ruins your life. Yeah, uh, they like to do stuff like that. And that's quite a little bit of normie entertainment for them and a little bit of low frequency entertainment for men who are going to be pervs or thirsty they would love it oh i love to eat that pistachio out of your bra you know what i mean like <laughs> normies love that shout out to uh jesus ramirez says a hey, yo coachy i think this is this is uh what is your name it's not jesus but uh it's loud pockets i think that's you he says, don't know if you were aware of the episode of Family Guy where Peter is watching The View and all he hears is chicken bog. Really? <laughs> and Rosie O'Donnell lays an egg. It's hilarious. So there's an episode of The Family Guy where, yes, that's all he hears is chicken bog. And we're going to talk about that when we talk about the five things that women hate, modern women hate about men. One thing is going to be related to that. What we actually hear from women on a daily basis, like, uh, women, it's going to be an epiphany from you. Not only is it going to be an epiphany, it's going to, you're not going to believe when I tell you. You're not going to believe it. You're going to think I'm lying to you. 
You're going to say this is not true. And then you're going to reference maybe what your boyfriend or your husband does. But what you don't realize is that you're de-energizing the guy and you're 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 not providing him anything that is fruitful, nothing that he can gain from any of the information that he's receiving from you. Now, you're going to think I'm lying, but what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to tell you a truth that you need to hear. It's not going to be putting you down. You need to hear this truth. And the reason why it's going to be truth is because I'm not trying to penetrate you at the moment. I'm not trying to have intimacy with you in the moment. I don't need to have intimacy with you. Although if you volunteer, maybe we can talk. But when a person, when a man is not trying to have intimacy with you, he's telling you the truth. What you hear from that guy is the absolute truth. When a guy's trying to have intimacy with you or his intimacy hinges on the fact that he must do something for you, like listen to you, whatever he says to you is an absolute lie. And that's just what it is. So we have to take that under consideration, and I hope you do. We're going to call you Ghost. I just got finished watching your stream on Corporate America, and it is so true. I'm 27 and recently started my business six months ago. And in December, I was laid off from my corporate job that filed bankruptcy. And now I have to as well. Mm. He says, I will be getting your coaching program soon as I get my paperwork filed. And don't be ashamed there. Uh, people have to use that particular business approach for legal protection. But, you know, we, we put our hint, we hinge our faith on corporation in this country. And a lot of people take L's. You know, I always talk about people taking L's. Most people, most people that work in corporations are paycheck to paycheck like the vast majority. So that's the, that's your association of um, you associate with these people, with this poverty mindset or a mindset of where they're never going to get ahead. They're just going to think they're getting ahead. And you associate with these people for the majority of your week, you're surrounded by them. And as a rich person once said, the, your um, you are the cumulative sum of the closest people that you hang around and particularly the five closest people you hang around. That's who you are going to be. You're not going to be greater than them. You're going to be like them. That's what you are. So if you're hanging around 40, 50 hours a week, people that are just making it, just skating by, normies, uh, they're a paycheck away from absolute disaster. That's who you are too. And that's all you'll be. You're the sum of all them people. Yes, absolutely. So protect yourself in the corporate setting for that. I would say 80% or better of people in corporate settings are they a paycheck away from bankruptcy? They have they into debt up to their eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, and they ain't never getting out of that position. They're going to be in that position chasing that, chasing that dream for 15, 20 years. Anyway, somebody says, Speak for yourself, ninja, please. All right, good lord, <laughs> speak for yourself. You, the son part, look, dude, dudes be getting hurt like a mother sucker in here. Get your hurt ass out of here. I ain't got to speak for myself. Look it up, Normie. Look at this. Look at look at hurt ninjas coming in here. Now, look, what I just said was an absolute truth. <laughs> hurt ninjas coming in. Oh my lord. Hurt ninjas coming in. Would never send a super chat, paycheck to paycheck, dead up to his eyeball, living ass. And he wanted to tell me speak for myself. Son husbands have entered the chat. I hate hurt ass ninjas. <laughs> Get your emotional ass up out of here. He ain't got no picture or nothing. Speak for yourself. And he a son husband. Chairman Mo, as I'm listening to the show, 
I have just come to the realization. My brother is getting married soon. Let's go ahead and give him the marriage. Welcome. Okay. And he says, I don't know much about his finances or his fiance, but the family gatherings, she rarely talks to me or my mom. I thought this was kind of annoying, but given what you have just said, seeing that my brother does keep his women under control, I have to realize that in this future household, my brother is the king. The queen has to be told to be quiet and know her role and has never engaged in any chicken balk as long as he seems to keep his woman in check. Mm. Then my annoyance at that fact that she doesn't really talk to me in my mind is actually irrelevant. Thank you for the inspiration and realization. Shout out to you. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Shout out to you. That They're their new family. All right, this brother be sending long chats. All right, Kaylin says if women truly don't want their husbands to cheat, then they shouldn't withhold intimacy. They already got the marriage, but they can't give their man anything for this 15 minutes to an hour of physical intimacy. That's a question. This is why men cheat. Wait, this is why cheating on the man's part isn't as big of a deal as women cheating. Well, uh, yeah, what, what you're saying is, what you're, what you're acknowledging is a lot of women do not understand that they cannot leverage sex in their marriage the way they did when they were single. Unfortunately, they're encouraged to leverage sex in their marriage, and then they wonder why their marriage collapses. And then eventually they'll blame the man, but for him, you know, the man's being rejected, essentially. And he's still providing. He's carrying his end, but she's still leveraging sex against him and getting him to perform or pay or do certain things in order for her to give it. And then putting him on hold, putting his need for intimacy on hold. When, let's just be clear, one of the reasons he married her is to be intimate with her and no one else. Which is, to me, is to me as an oxymoron that she leverages marriage. I mean, lever leverages sex. Many times they leverage the lack of sex. They leverage the sex to get married. Okay, now, here's where it turns negative, And this is where women will never understand it. This is why modern, normal women... They'll never understand it. What she then has to, has to do, what she then has to do it, when she gets married is find something else to leverage other than intimacy. That's where they lose. Look, that's they're going to lose 90% of the time on that alone. When she can't leverage sex and she has to then be forced to leverage something else, which means something else she provides other than intimacy they got nothing else left. It's crickets. And that's where women lose their marriage right there. Because then they go, well, if I can't, because watch, there's a woman in here going, what if, what, if I don't leverage sex, what else do I got? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got nothing else. And that should let you know where you are. Now, don't say you got a career, a job, a paycheck. That is not it. That's not why he married you. There's something else you have to provide for him in exchange for what he's solely providing for you. What could that be? Now, I'm not going to answer it for you. What is it? What is it, ladies? You're going to have to really figure that out on your own. I can't do it. Or ladies, if you want to figure it out, if you want the true answer to it, Come to the 52-point check program of CGA. I provide that for you. I will have a head and toe inspection of you physically first, and then I'll tell you what you have to provide in terms of 
after that, we'll go through the 52-point inspection. There will be a 10-toes-up portion of the program where you do have to do things. I will check that neck. I will check that mouth. I will check them ears. I will check them to feet and toes. I will check everything. I will give you the once-over. I will kick the tires. I will go into the kitchen, prepare items, say mix this together and create an entree. We will go there. We will do it. <laughs> and if you want to, we can go through that if you want this attention. I'm not going to give it to you for free, ladies. This rich this rich ninja pipe over here, we don't give it to you for free. You got to pay me. <laughs> yes, we will give you all of that. We will touch everything. I will touch everything, and I will make sure everything goes. We will bring your hips and your knees close to Mother Earth. <laughs> anyway. No government name says, thank you, coach. Keep up the good work. And you know. And that's you. Peaches. Peaches isn't here. She wants to know. Call me Dr. Booty. Booty. Yeah, we will make sure you got. And I will send you back out. You'll be working right. Okay. You'll be working right. But let me know. Let me know if you want this. All right. Uh, I got to come back to that. I got to come back to this little here. We got some people on the cash app. And then I'll go over and check out here. Did I get Venmo? KT, uh, imposter is watching. Imposter account is gone now. Wow. So the imposter account, the imposter account over on Cash App has been deleted, according to KT. So thank you, brothers. Maybe he got reported. Thank you, brothers, for getting on that. All right. Uh, appreciate the info, KT. And Everett Walker says, thank you for all the knowledge you give, CGA. Thank you, man. Did I give love to Venmo yet? Appreciate y'all. I didn't. Oh, peaches don't want it now. Peaches, yeah. Peaches don't want no peaches. You don't want it. <laughs> peaches don't want to get in line no more. That she peaches probably not even a woman. I mean a man <laughs> or whatever. Oh, they deleted my Venmo while they was at it too. Look. Oh no, they did it. I was like, they deleted all my accounts now. They were like, just to be safe. Seth Rollins says thinking of buying an X4 or X6. That's actually a uh, BMW SUV, 2015 to 2019. I know you got the Beamer. Wondering your thoughts. These models were awarded highest reliability of the X-Series and almost actually the sickening looking. I want to hear your opinion on the brand. Uh, one thing about BMWs is that they don't hold value very long. Um, they are a status symbol for people, you know, um, in the middle class. So you can get great value from an old BMW and drive it for a long time. Just make sure you choose the model that is closest to the last model before they changed. Like they changed in 2019, 2020, right? Get that model. Don't get the second model. Don't get the model older than that. It's, you're going to look way out of date. And uh, those things are going to have less value. So if you're choosing it just for a status position between those years, you'll look good and you can get it for relatively cheap. And they'll last. They'll, they'll, run, they'll run fine. The repairs are going to be much more expensive than a, um, you know, Toyota. You know, the brakes are going to be much more expensive. Certain places can only work for them depending on the city you're in. And then also, also, you're, you're looking at premium gas. <laughs> you're not looking at regular gas. So uh, your expenses are going to go up. Anyway, Eddie, fire blue chip mindset stream yesterday. Luckily, the company I work for has a lot of growth opportunity and my manager is helping me. Get promoted. My salary could be in the 86 to 88K range if I get promoted this year. I'm using this to build up my skills. Shout out to you. And he also says, I spent 
165 on a straggle daggle from the community who was a single mother and pregnant because her stomach was flat. She said she wasn't, but I didn't believe her. Her apartment was a mess with clothes and trash everywhere. The floors were clean or weren't clean either. Give me the buzzer. You just gave away $165. Did she drop that neck? Nope. All right, let's get back to the show. Man. Sisters. Oh, wait a minute. Boy, I got, I, for some reason, I thought I did this. And for some reason, it didn't go down. Sister finding a great life with her sugar daddy. Where are we at here? Here it is. Let's go to this. And we're going to talk about this culture. This culture is prevailing, guys. I don't know if you guys know, man. Y'all playing Y'all playing slow. Y'all playing from the back end. But um, this might be an anomaly. Let's go ahead and go to the video. I might have shared this video before. I'm not sure. But this is featured on, I believe, World Star. World Star. And now sisters are looking for love in other places. They know you guys. Um, you, you black men in particularly are going to go to jail and you're going to be patrolling and you're also going to go get passports. And many of you aren't high value. You're broke dusties, according to them. But as we see on our screen here, this woman apparently has found love in all the white places. All right. And so she got him an old man. He even got him. He even got him a pocket protector going on here. Good Lord. All right. I hate these wigs, by the way. I mean, they are absolutely deplorable. But let's play the video. It's a video. Mirror picture. Do what? Mirror picture. Got to take a picture in the mirror. How you do that? Baby, I'm already doing it. Something makes me believe that she started off as his nurse. All right. She started off as his nurse. Let's play it. Put your stunner shades on. All right. Let's get out of here. I just never want to let you go. I just never. All right. There you go right there. All right. White wolf in there. Hey, I can't. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at her. Oh. She dropped that neck on this one right here. Yeah, I wouldn't marry her. Apparently, they got wedding pictures here in the background. As you can see in the background of the video, that looks like a wedding picture. All right. I haven't seen it. I can't see it. Let's continue. That's the Jezebel spirit we talk about. Or no, sorry, that's the that's the Lilith spirit right here. You can see this is the spirit of Lilith right here, where they're in the camera recording themselves doing nothing. Well, she's showing her man, but She's just fascinated more with her than him. You see this? That's the spirit of, like, what is that? Oh, gosh. That, listen, I can't be mad at him. Uh-oh. He didn't die. Did he die? Oh, he playing this Sudoku. Uh-oh, he's being mean now. Now she putting him out for being mean. Oh, there it is right there. Look. <laughs> she said... All right, look. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Hey, listen. Uh oh. Look at his slow ass starting up the grill. I think. Do you know what October the 13th is, baby? I bet you they live in the country. They live in somewhere in Midland, Texas. 
All right. Hey, I listen, I'm not mad at this at all. Some brothers would be mad. They live in the she living the life though. I yep, they definitely in Midland, Texas. That definitely Odessa out there in the middle of Lubbock. Oh, damn it. They got music. I gotta I gotta mute it. When he asked me what we doing tonight. Oh man, she dropping that neck. Look at him. Uh-oh, she gonna put that thing on him. She gonna put that thing on him. He like it. I bet you he a freak too. Oh, she gonna bend it over. Hold on for a second. Let's see if we can put the volume. That you pop it and they stop it. <laughs> you can't have All right. that you pack it and they laugh. <laughs> you can't have it that you great and they Hold up. <laughs> I gotta turn that down. All right, see, there's a wedding picture right there. There's definitely a wedding picture. Hey, <laughs> I think this is a good, I think this is good. I think they deserve each other. I think they deserve each other. Why not? He old. He got him a young piece of tail. She she cooking them chicken. Look at him. She bending it over, touching the toes. I ain't mad. This is a good pairing right here. This is a great pairing in my opinion. <laughs> this is a great pairing. I think he's getting what he wants. He got him a young piece of tail. He got him a bed wench. Right? She jump in the bed. He probably be like, you know, when, the, when she not recording him, he probably like, shut up. Just shut up. I ain't got no time to that. He could have done better. He might have could have done better because her face looked like a pit bull to me. But, you know, I think that's a good pairing. They deserve each other. What better they can do? You know. Love is for sale. <laughs> Love is for sale. Love does cost a thing. All right. Let me see here. A one, speaking of tricking. Speaking of tricking. This woman claims that uh, she received $10,000 in the mail from one of her gumps for her to get a BBL. All right, let me see if I can go to the original post. Let's see here. Nope, that's not the original post. This is according to No Jumper. This could be an attention thing. thing. This could be more of a skit. It says right here, woman says a fan anonymously mailed her $10,000 to pay for her BBL. <sighs> now, there's, this is allegedly the box. Now, I don't know if you know, I wouldn't send money like this in a box. So this tells me that, that whoever sent that is either crazy. You know, mailmen will definitely break into that box. You know, I don't know how you would send 10 G's, but not like that. All right, but let's continue here. And this woman says the Dan Dangler is her name. Bro, someone paid. Is that how you spell paid? Nope. Someone paid for my butt surgery. What the F? I will find you. Holy ish. For anyone asking, he sent me 10K, no name, and no one has spoken up. Well, if she says somebody sent her 10K, and I don't know if that's 10K in the box, there definitely is a lot of hundreds there. She actually had to have the hundreds from somewhere. Where did she get the hundreds from? Here it is right here, and she responds again. 144k views whoever did this please send me a message i would like to thank you i know you want to be anonymous but this is too much to say or to not say thank you personally here we go somebody said what's a bbl it is a brazilian butt lift that women are putting it's like breast implants for the booty do you guys believe her this is the this is allegedly the box i don't know what's going on here i do see a stack here there's definitely a stack located in the back here. I don't know what it's a stack of. On top, there are several hundred dollar bills that we can see whether it is going to be real or fake. We don't know. 
there's a term for this, but there are definitely going to be in the form of a couple thousand dollars in real bills right here on the top with the blue strip on it. So there is $2,000 in here, at least in a stack on the on the backside. And there are, of course, it looks to be a ransom note written by someone. And I read, hi, Dan says, I'm sending this package today as a longtime follower and subscriber. I follow all of your socials and have been watching since the COD days. So she's a streamer on Twitch. That's what I would say. Sir. I have to say I absolutely love all of your content. I've been following you. And um, I've been following that you have input. Pardon me because I'm trying to read a handwritten letter. It says right here, I've been following you that you have been uh, upcoming BBL. And I worried or wanted to do something nice for you. This is handwriting. So part of my reading here, I know my reading is bad, but this is handwriting. In this package, you will find some things. I have made you feel better. Okay, I don't know, man. I also would like to pay the cost for your procedure. So on top of all the goodies, you will have to find in their cash. Keep up all the awesome content and keep I can't understand that. And it says, love you from anonymous. All right. You see the letter there on the screen. Sorry for the people listening by podcast. Do you think, let's go ahead and put up a poll. We're going to put up a poll for your participation right here. A lot of times we have publicity stunts. We do have women that are lying in order to get views, right? We see this. Um, they will get headlines in order to keep, to get verification. I'm going to say, do you think this is true or false? All right. Do you think this is true or false? cap i'll use the modern day i'll use the modern day vernacular and there's the post over on the notorious channel okay i'm gonna put a post up on the free agent lifestyle channel do you think this is true wait a minute this is true or cap all right true cap where's my assistant all right, there you go right there. It's on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Forget, forgive me, I didn't have a question mark. Let's get to the Super Chats as you guys answer the poll. And we'll get into the main event. Let's see here. Let me stop sharing. Super Chat time. Going up to the top. All right, did I get Maryland? Big Al says, I am all, so he says, all, I, I also am baffled by guys acting like they've never seen a female before. I tell them, that they must not get out much. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, they be like that. Oh, wow, look. Most everywhere I go, I see women. So I'm kind of like muted. And not only do I see them, and many times they're in some sort of straight up state of undress, at least the ones that you recognize first. So it's like, <laughs> all right, Thriller72, thank you for all the great advice. Do you have any advice for developing your coaching career or in football? what we call soccer, developing a coaching career in soccer. Yes, I do. And depending on your age, you may or may not be able to do this, but you got to start at the bottom. Right? You got to start at the bottom. You got to start at the bottom and truly learn what you will find out about coaching. If you're coming as a player in coaching, what you knew as a player, you didn't know shit in terms of coaching. Right? Coaching is not just about telling people where to go and compiling talent. 
there's a lot of player develop. There's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to learn and that affect the game. So start at the bottom, really learn, humble yourselves, really listen to the people who, who have been coaching. Some of them are idiots. Some of them know what they're doing. The people that you think are good players and will be good coaches is not true. Sometimes great players don't make good coaches. Sometimes the mediocre players to lesser players become some of the better coaches. All right. And because they're patient. So uh, start at the bottom, start volunteering, start with the little leagues, start with young people, and then grow from that. Just so that when you get to people who get, you know, high school, high school, varsity, college pros, just so when you get there, you have experience working with people and you made your mistakes early without people watching you. Okay. But you will get humbled in the coaching position. Okay. You'll get humble coaching. Okay. Um, most people think, and most coaches think that they're going to be saviors. And I had that complex as well, only to find out it was not about X's and O's. It's about Johnny and Joe's. All right. So, um, and it's also how you manage people. You got to be great at managing. You got to be prepared. Uh, you're going to get outworked in coaching. Woo. Gonna get out. You're going to get outworked. There's people that, that, that you think like this coach ain't no shit. Look at them. Dude, they outwork the hell out of you. They outwork the hell out of you. They outscout you. They outplan you. They outrecruit you. Okay. They out uh, manage their team. They manage their teams better than you. They prepare. They hire smart assistants instead of dumb assistants. You're going to get outworked. And that's how good coaches work. Some coaches are cutthroat as hell. Some coaches are just cheaters. Okay. So be prepared. When it comes to coaching, when it comes to coaching, just know you're almost like a mediocre used car salesman. Okay. But if you ain't about, if you don't treat coaching like a real profession and you treat it like, oh, this is a cool job, you're going to get roasted. You're going to get roasted out there. So it's just like another job. Same thing as YouTube. You're like, oh, this is fun. It's just YouTube. And other people take it seriously, like Mr. Beast. And then you're like, how does he make $65 million a year? And why am I demonetized? Yeah. Just like Pearly. Pearly's like, why is she the face? And I'm like, she outworking you. <laughs> every time I look up, every time I look up, she out in another city, another state with prime level, the prime level, the, the top of the top content creators in the space. She outworking you. So you can be mad at all you want at Pearly. Just an example I told you about the coaches. You can be mad all you want. She working. She literally working the system. So, man, you're going to stay in your car. You're going to stay sitting in your car making videos. And she out here working. What you want to do? And she she investing her own money. She ain't buying Lamborghinis and Bugattis. She, she, this is outworking you. Gentlemen, let's recognize. She outworking you. She out networking you. She out killing y'all. And y'all sitting up there. <laughs> Listen, we can have an opinion about people, but at the end of the day, she outworking. That cannot be disputed. Period. She's, matter of fact, she is a she's living the blue chip mindset. She's literally take man everything she's doing. You got to be sitting there going, well, all right. Anyway, where are we at here? Uh, what is this here? What do we got here? Vincent Dean says, "Can we go back to the days where we didn't care about 304's thoughts and opinions?" <laughs> He says ninjas have hours of debate with these chicken heads. Yeah. 
I don't know. It makes for great entertainment. You know what I mean? It makes for great entertainment. So it's getting to the point where we are doing caring a lot about what 304s think. But yeah, it makes for great entertainment. AJT says, currently rewatching The Sopranos and Tony's girlfriend in season three said if she wanted to treat be treated like ish, she would have gotten married. Free agent lifestyle for life. Wow. So she, if you, okay, this is true too. Um, actually heard another comedian that I won't say his name because if I say his name, it would disqualify what he says. But he's also said the girlfriend position is the best position for the man. The worst position is the wife. Now, this is a comedian who's been married for a long time. And he was like, if you keep the girl at the girlfriend position, you're going to she's going to get the best treatment and you're going to get the best treatment. It is what it is. All right. George's M says you are right. Most people are one emergency away from being broke. Most people. And this is cannot be disputed. What I'm saying is because the data even shows that if they had one or two tires out right now, and many of you can speak for yourself, I'm not speaking for you, and I can pull up the data. It's well over 50 or 60% of Americans, maybe 70% of Americans. If they had a engine go out, a radiator crack, a car repair injury, I mean, emergency, they would be done. Period. And people are saying they have, uh, she has an advantage in the algorithm and the no channel batting. Yes. The two things can be true at the same time, right? So she is out working, but she does have an advantage. So doesn't, doesn't mean the other thing is not true. So it is true. This is the a majority of people. If they, if they had any emergency and this could be everybody, like you can have a medical emergency, meaning you can have a six months emergency, emergency fund. You can have your house currently paid up, up, paid up. And if you had a health issue where you had to take six months off of work, you'd be out of, you'd be out of commission. You'd be bankrupt. And this is wealthy people. Wealthy people are in that boat. You'd be bankrupt. So let's just put things in perspective. But many of us are in worse positions, meaning if your tires went out and uh, you know, you've all experienced this. If you if your tires went out, like you had a nail in your tire and you went and you took it to a tire shop and they said and you said repair the tire, you know what they're going to tell you. They're going to say, well, this tire doesn't have enough tread on it to repair it. You know what that's coming. And so they could say, you're going to need a new tire. You might say, "Okay," but you know what they're going to say next. What are they going to say next? What are they going to sell you on next? Yeah, okay, you need a tire. What are you going to say next? <laughs> All right. And this is what happens when you don't know how to fix shit yourself. They're going to say, oh, some people say uh, all four, but at least you're going to have to buy two tires. Yep, there you go. Seven sign, Gonzalez got it. You're going to need two. Why are you going to need two? Well, if I just put one new one on and the other one is tread is worn, your wheel balance is going to be off. You're probably going to need a wheel balance as well. You're going to need an alignment and a wheel balance. Guys, this, this one tire out, and you're going to look on your, your, your newspaper, and the Pet Boys is going to say $89 tires. That's a loss leader. Those tires aren't there. They don't fit your car. Those are 13-inch tires. Those are 13-inch tires. Them tire ain't going to fit your car. You got 20-inch 20, 20, uh, rims on your car. You're not getting $89 tires. You're getting $159 to $229 tires. And not only one, but you're going to get two in the wheel alignment. 
<laughs> and not only that, they got to dispose of the old tire. They got to dispose of the oil t- old tire. That's a fee. So this is going to emergency is going to run you 500, maybe 600 bucks. Okay. So what you thought would be a $200 repair or less is going to run you 500 bucks. Just like that. Most people would be out. You're out already. <laughs> you automatically going to be late on rent the next week. Your rent's due, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Mounting, balancing, alignment. Yeah. And then uh, any other issue that they're going to discover, your oil filter is old. <laughs> so this is how people get. And now if you have a luxury vehicle or semi-luxury vehicle, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, this is going to be a $1,000 repair. It's going to be 1000 Okay, it's not going to be a cheap repair. Not only that, when you take these and you have a special rim, low-profile tires, this is going to be an expensive repair because when you take it to the any of these tire companies other than the dealer, they're going to say, we don't have that tire in. So now you got to wait for that tire. When I go take my car, my Porsche 911, and I have a truck with large wheels that's that are very specific, either one of those wheels go out, and my BMW has low-profile tires. When I go to tire shops, they don't have that tire. <laughs> so I often have to take it somewhere that will have the tire in stock. Because if I take it to any other tire shop, they don't have the tire. So they got to order the tire. So if I only have one vehicle, and bruh, you out. Just like that. Boom. And now you need to rent a car, uh, drive Ubers, ride Ubers, just like that. And those tires, my Porsche tires, the front tires cost $600. The back tire is $700 a tire. Each tire is $700 in the back because it's wider. The front tires are narrower, but they're still low profile. And they they don't like the lifespan of them are shorter. So let, let me tell you, if I had to replace all tires, which I did a video on them, it's $2,000. $2,000 if I had to replace all four. And if I had to replace two, we're looking at $1,500. No, it's over $2,000. We're talking about $2,500 to three. Okay, so I did a video on it where I had to replace all the tires. It was like 2,500 bucks. So think about this. Think about this when you want cars like this. I'm, I have car, I have, I have the Porsche. The tires don't last as long as regular people's tires. They're shorter lasting. Anyway, you're looking at 3K. So if you have a car like that, don't use it as your daily driver because it's going to eat up the road. They're designed to eat up the road and give you a little bit more traction. So again, most people run into this problem where they have to come up with $600 on the spot. They don't have it, and it is what it is. And also, a Porsche does not have a backup tire. It doesn't have a reserve tire or what you would call a spare. Pack Porsches don't have spare tires. So if you're disabled and you're not at home, you're going to need a tow truck and of, of course, you're going to need a flatbed, not a tow that tows and lift your cards up by the nose or the back end. You need a flatbed. Okay. So does not have a donut. No. Porsches don't have spare tires. It's a small vehicle, right? Where are you going to put a spare on a Porsche? It's low to the ground already. You can't put it underneath. There's no trunk. The trunk space is like this big. There's no spare in the back. There's your engines in the back. The trunk is small. There's no spare. You're going to need a flatbed if you're not at home. And they do have run flats, but I've had a full blowout in my Porsche where it was like, boom, there was no flatbed. It was running on rims on the freeway. 
And so I had to pull over flatbed. So anyway. Uh, these things you don't know before you get into these things and get when you get into these things, when you get into these things, you want to know this go, going in, but you'll find out the hard way. All right, where are we at here? Marriage causes. The, yes, the, the trunk is in the front like an elephant. Pause. Marriage causes divorce. Three or four impact husbands and then sub, are surprised when they cheat. Yes, indeed. And then when they when they impact them, it's over. She doesn't respect you. Facts. Agent Machine says the fact women consider what they can leverage more than the man they marry. Let me read it again. The fact that women consider what they can leverage more than the man they marry and say they love is why marriage and dating and relationships are dead. Dead. Okay. It says right here, Crypto Keeper, Coach, it's crickets when it comes to how women and wives say it's a team but when it comes to the expectations, it's not equally yoked. 120K a year, no debt, no children. Meanwhile, wife in human resources, 195 pounds makes 50K. So, yeah, you got a bad deal there. A couple more AV Network guy. That's his junior college coach, all relative. And uh, he married his junior college, though. I don't know if I would go as far as that. <laughs> I don't know if I was going as far as that, but it is what it is. Right. Wow. JC says an ex from 1995 found me on Facebook. We broke up because her previous boyfriend married her. It didn't last one year. She told me she regretted leaving me ever since. She's now 50 and single and I'm 48 and living the free agent lifestyle. Let's give her the buzzer. Don't take that deal. Don't take that deal. Don't get comfortable. In corporate says yesterday's dream was fire. Got a good paying job. Now making 10K. Now with 10K saved. Okay, you have a good paying job now with 10K saved, but we'll start a business on the side this year. Thanks for the inspiration. Salute. Thank you, brother. And shout out to you, man. Get that stuff going. Dom Diaz. Thank you, sir. What, why do they keep getting new, 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 new world order? How they keep getting me? I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Lord. Oh, they make it, they make my job difficult. They make my job difficult. Let me go over here, man. What is going on? I didn't even say nothing. Who doesn't like me that much? It's just that bad. New, 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 new world order. All right. That means it's time to get this. It's time to get into the uh look. They did what where's the stream? All right. Joe K says, Hey coach, I'm in San Diego, California. Cross the border to Tijuana. Went straight to the dark side. Jason, the junior college over there is Liddy. And if you know, you know, always be careful, man, going over there. But, yeah, you can have a little bit of fun in Tijuana, Mexico. And just by crossing the border, it gets a little weird around there. But we promote good travel. Tijuana is a great place to go visit, if you will. But do me a favor, man. Hit the like button. And we're going to get belly deli here for a second. But uh, before we do that, let me take a commercial break. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt. And women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely 
eliminate student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? We back in here. Hey, hit the like button uh, in here. We got a great show. We're going to get to the main event subject right now. Let's get to the main event. And if there's anything you guys like to know, like I can tell you the pros and cons of having luxury vehicles and all of this stuff. People think it's cheap. One of the things I always tell men and women when it comes to anything, the cheapest expense is the point of entry, right? The cheapest expense is buy. Once you buy something, that's the cheapest you'll get it at. You can get it cheaper by renting or leasing. That's the cheapest, cheapest that you can get it. But of course, you don't own it. But once you want to get into relationships, home ownership, car ownership, whatever it is, the cheapest point of entry is buying it. Now, what are the most expensive points of things that you're going to do? You're going to get into now the maintenance. Maintenance is going to be a long-term expense that you're going to many times pay in emergencies or keeping it together, or something's not cooperating, you can't understand, you need to diagnose, diagnosis fees, the actual repair, and all of that stuff. So, sorry, not the repair yet, but the maintenance of it. When I when you buy cars and you say, I want to buy a BMW, you've been driving Nissans all your life. The maintenance is going to get you. And sometimes the maintenance uh, comes with the car payment. You're making the car payment, then throw the maintenance. You're paying the mortgage payment, then you're paying the maintenance. You got the girlfriend, you got her, you own her, essentially, meaning you're in a relationship, you're tied together, but the maintenance of that girlfriend is going to go crazy, right? It's going to be inconsistent. She's going to say, I'm not happy. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have to do this maintenance shit. The maintenance is going to get you. And then the next thing is repair. Repair. See, maintenance is such what you're supposed to do to keep the thing running. But repairing is going where you're going to really, really be leaking in hemorrhaging. So when you make repairs, oftentimes repairs come in emergencies. If you're not doing good maintenance, the repair gets expensive. For instance, you're married, you get the woman, the entry fee is high. You thought it was high till the maintenance came around. Then the maintenance of the marriage is extremely high. Then all of a sudden the repair of the marriage is extremely high. But you know what the biggest cost is? Replace. Replace is the biggest cost. So think about it. You can rent or lease. Or you can buy. Once you buy, the cost of entry is the lowest. Then the maintenance fees, maintaining it, is an extra additional expense that you didn't anticipate. You don't anticipate maintenance uh, um, uh, fees. Then the repair is super duper expensive. That right there is where you get got. In relationships, home purchases, car purchases, and all that shit. Repairs sting. And it many times can bankrupt you. But that's really bad is replacing it. Because you think you could just get rid of it and just deal without it, but you can't. 
You can, you need a house. You need a car. Many times you might need a girlfriend to poke on from now time to time or whatever you need. And replacing the old one with the new one comes at a cost. Mm. Comes at a cost. So for some guys, they go, it's better to just rent and lease. And it makes sense. Same thing with cars. It's better to just lease the car. I'll just lease the damn thing. And when there's something wrong with it, other than wear and tear, it's their problem. Same thing with women. If I say, look, I'll just, we're just here for a good time, not a long time, and I'll make it worth your while. I'm not, I'll let somebody else mold you. Somebody else can mold you and have you and maintain you and repair you. I'm not going to deal with the repair cost. I'm not going to deal with the maintenance of you. I'm not going to deal with the ownership cost. I'll just rent. <laughs> and of course, women are like cars, but women are like everything living and breathing. There's an expense attached to them. And the most foolish thing men can go about lives. I don't care about your old Mackinac's uh, women somewhere in Prince George's County, Maryland. I don't care about you macking the former crackheads or kids of crackheads. It doesn't impress me. To me, the understanding is that living things cost at all times. And you can either pay up front or pay in the back end. Many times the back end is more expensive than the front end, a.k.a. maintenance, repair, replace, period, period. Living things cost. That's like having a dog and say, I don't pay for the dog. Please. You're going to pay a lot of money for that dog. Please. Women are living, breathing things. Treat them as such. <laughs> Now Prince George's County, Maryland is up. I can no longer go to Prince George's County, Maryland. And if you've ever been, that's not such a bad thing. I, I wasn't going back anyway. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, let me see. Shout out to everybody in PG County, baby. All right, shout out to everybody in PG County. We're going to get to the main event. Wait a minute. Stand up, everybody in the DMV, too, while we at it. Okay, let's see. Where, where's my where's my main event? Oh, this is going to be the class time right now. Nope, that's not it. Yep, they got pet insurance now. I was floored when I found out what pet insurance. I was like, what? But let me tell you something. If you don't have pet insurance, you're going to find out you wish you had pet insurance. All right. <laughs> I'm banned from the DMV now. God damn. I'm going to have to be careful who I diss because I'm going to be banned from everywhere now. But... It's not that I'm, it was just Prince George's County. All right, let me see here. Where are we at here? Five things modern women truly hate about men. Five things that modern women truly hate about men. Now you have to listen. I don't have any little things that can pop up, but uh, maybe if you're patient enough, I can type it in if you want. Maybe it'll help me make the, take the notes better. I'm not sure. But uh, one of the things that we see in our country that is that goes unchecked is misandryism or misandry uh, behavior in which women can overwhelmingly discuss what they hate about men and men cannot do vice versa without be, being called a misogynist. Uh, we see a lot of competition. Women saying, well, men do it. Why can't we do it? And there's this double standard. We're supposed to fix double standards. But of course, if we highlight double standards, um, when women have an advantage, uh, just what it is. And um, if you know anything about women in particular, they, they, they thrive on the fact that if you didn't take advantage of a situation that's too bad for you, they'll take advantage of the situation and say, well, you should have took advantage of it. You should have taken advantage of it. Oh, well, you missed out, but I'm going to take advantage of it. Just because you didn't take advantage of it doesn't mean I'm not. They have a thing that where they don't play fair, but they will cry 
big tears if you're not paying fair. If you're not playing fair, and the one I want to tell young men, if particularly young men, do not play fair. You have to play cutthroat out here. It's dog eat dog. It's eat what you kill. It and particularly with women, if you don't run them, they run you. There's no in between. I'm sorry, ladies. You might not like this, but you really love it, and you know you need this. If they if you don't run them, they run you. Let's talk about how women feel, how women sense things. And this could be displayed in a lot of reasons here. Now, if you're having a logical discussion with a woman, most of the time you realize this is a fruitless activity. There's no point in having a logical discussion because for them, that's not important in life. That's not how they do things. If you read any books, women are from Mars, men are from Venus or vice versa. I think it's men are from Mars, women are from Venus. If you read these five love languages, they will tell you that, how women sense things is going to be extremely different for men. And part of understanding it and accepting it are going to be how you thrive in this world. If you want women to be logical, if you want them to understand, if you want them to accept evidence, if you want them to have a belief system that doesn't hinge on these five senses in their priority, you're, you're losing. This is why I don't argue with feminists. This is why I don't want them to see my side of the story. I only care about my side of the story and whether they fit into the narrative. If they don't fit into the narrative, it's useless information. For instance, selling myself to women in a long-form version format, being logical and getting them to understand what my value is, is fruitless. I cannot tell a woman what my value is. It's a wasted opportunity. It's a wasted conversation. What she has to do is, and let's get into the orders of how she senses in the world. First thing, her number one sense. Her number one sense is feel. Everybody knows this. This is not going to be anything new. She has to feel everything. The way you make her feel, she's going to remember that forever. What you said to her, she might not remember very very long. She might remember it, but the way you made her feel, she's going to know it. Now, she has to sense from you and feel from you what you provide for her or what she can get from you. Either way, she has to sense it. I can't tell her. I can't tell her I make this amount of money and I work at this job and I do you can't tell her that. It's useless. Not only that, you can't give her instructions by telling her. This is going to be a tough conversation. You might think you're going to have to sit down right here, lady and woman. This is what I'm going to tell you, and this is the commands. This is what you're going to do when I say this. You're going to jump. When I say jump, you say hi, hi. Guys, you're wasting your breath. You're wasting your breath. What she has to do is feel from you and receive her instructions on basically uh, energy, the feeling. She got to feel it. She's got to feel the value. She's got to feel who you are. She's got to feel the, the the way you respond to things, what her instructions are. This is how they work. Feel is number one, how they sense things. Now, now the next way you want to truly understand women, you got to now get your red pill because this is the truth. The number two way that they sense things is smell. Smell is there very, very dominant in women smelling so you got the five senses feel is number one smell is number two her smell is going to outrank your ability to smell now she might smell that you've been with another woman you might think you can hide it but it ain't the real now if you made her feel like she should understand that there are other women she ain't got nothing to say sometimes she might smell that you're another woman and it might help her attract you a little bit more better she might smell that you're a virgin. She might smell that you're desperate. 
yes, these smells have smells. These things are senses to her. She can smell the desperation when you walk up to her. Hi, my name is John. I'm an educated lame. I have a job and a career, and I make $185,000. She can smell the desperation. That's just how they work. She can smell that you're an incel. She can smell that you're a virgin. She can smell that you hate her. She can smell that you just want to hit them skins. She can smell it all on you. And that's just how they work. She can smell your wallet. She can smell if you got money. She can smell it. She can smell if you know, have knowledge yourself. If you have, she can smell it. These are all senses and it goes into the field. <laughs> Only thing she can't say, <laughs> she can't smell is herself. I don't know. For some reason, you know, people can't smell themselves. But feel and smell. Number three, taste. Taste. This is a very, very middle level dominant feeling in the woman's senses. I'm going to have to get a little bit debaucherous here just for a second. Tell your kids to cover their ears. Hopefully they're in school today. But let me tell you something. For men who have experience, have you noticed that they like to taste things? Way more than you like to taste things. And if they're really into you and feeling you, They'll taste just about anything, just so you know. Now, they'll taste things that you won't even touch. Right down the esophagus. They're really feeling you. They'll taste it. <laughs> and you'll be like, I can't believe you tasted that. I'm glad you tasted it. But in order for her to connect to you, she has to taste you. It's gonna get you. I'm, I'm trying not to get the doctors here. In order to her, for her to really feel you, she's got to taste you. If she don't taste you, she don't like you. If she's not tasting you, she ain't liking you. And I'm talking about in a lot of areas. In order to realize that a woman is feeling you, she got to be able to taste you in a lot of places. If she ain't tasting you at all, she don't love you. She ain't feeling you. But if she tasting you in places that you didn't thought you would like to be tasted in, she like you. She's all about you, but this is how they sense things. I'm just trying to not be debaucherous, but I'm letting you know. This is a real big thing. If she gets to the point where she just, just is engulfed in tasting, that is a person that's about you. That's how she feels. <laughs> it's a real conversation. Now, getting into these senses that are low priority to her because now we got the dominant one, which is feel and even touch. She wants you to touch her. She wants to touch you. She's always all up on your arm. She's always wanting to hold your hand. She always wants to be up under you. She always wants to smell your shirt, smell. She wants to smell your aura. She wants to smell your what echelon you're in. She'll smell whatever you cooking. She wants to, guys, this is what it is. Then taste is in the middle. The two that are at the bottom here, hearing. These are low priority needs for her. Her need for to hear you is low. It's low. Matter of fact, many times you have a conversation with her. 90% of it is her. And the 90% of it, and 90% of it is her talking and you listening. When you try to say something to her, she don't hear it. She only hears it when she can use it against you. She heard it, but she's not listening to you. 
This is why when you communicate with women, most of it is nonverbal. She's got to feel it. When you're giving her instructions, it's nonverbal. She got to feel it. When you're trying to have a logical conversation, hey, let me sit, sit you down and tell you what it is. She don't hear you. So hearing is low priority. Now, she did hear it later on, and then she'll use it against you as a weapon. This is all kind of manipulation. But hearing's a low priority. The last one is C. C. You don't even have to be there. You're on her mind. You don't have to be there. She don't see. Now, seeing is a very low priority thing, right? She can love you and not be in your presence. They fall in love with words. They feel you. You could be all across the damn country, and she's about you. Okay? Because she's feeling you. Now, seeing... It's not very big sense for them. They don't see very well. <laughs> like they don't see things. They don't see themselves walking in the danger. They don't see themselves. There's a, there's a video of a woman. There's a tire bouncing down the road. It bounces. It bounces. I mean, she barely, I mean, she has to have seen this tire, but they're self-absorbed in themselves. The tire gets right up on her clocks or on the head. Now the tire can be seen bouncing around. They don't see themselves walking from the bar at 2, 2 a.m. walking into danger. Like this, this is not a prominent thing. They don't have foresight. They don't see into the future very well. They see themselves. Everybody see them walking into the trap. They don't see it coming. Mile away, they don't have no sense of vision four or five months in the future, four or five weeks in the future, four or five years in the future. They don't see shit coming. For some reason, their seeing is not very good. <laughs> they just put themselves in the worst position. And you'd be like, you didn't see that coming? She's like, no. You see what I mean? Yes, I know you see. So when the order of how women work, feel is number one, either touching, feeling, or how she feels on the inside. That's going to be how you communicate with her. I'm not telling you if you need to communicate. This is all stuff you can choose to abstain from, too. You'd be like, I don't, don't want to deal with this stuff because they are complicated. Number two, smell. She's going to be able to smell, smell what you're doing, smell opportunities. She's going to be able to smell it. She's going to smell your desperation. Number three, taste. Number four, hear. Logic, hearing, deliberation, evidence. She don't see it. She don't hear it or see it. I see it, but it don't mean nothing to me. It's how you made me feel. Okay, you show me the evidence, but you made me feel this way about the evidence. You see the feeling jumped up in priority. Even when you showed it to her. Yeah, I see it, but I, I really don't see it. It's, it's useless to me, but I feel this way about it. So understand that. And then when you understand that, we're going to talk about the five things women truly hate about men. Number one, number one, men can live minimally and be completely happy and content. They cannot. I'm going to say it again. This is going to be number one. Men, the one thing that they hate about men, men can live minimally and be happy and content and women cannot. This is overwhelmingly a sweeping generalization. There are some women that possibly can be happy with you. I do see homeless men, and there's a woman next to him with a dog, and they seem to be fine. Maybe it's the drugs that's keeping them together. I don't know. But I do see couples out there living in the street, and they're fine. The most of the time, that's not true. For instance, you can have a lifestyle, an apartment, a house, and you could have barely any furniture in there. You can have a damn TV and some damn uh, outside chairs or a recliner. No dining room table, two forks, three spoons, two plates, paper plates. Okay, 
napkins that you stole from McDonald's. You could be living like that and you could be completely fine. Two pair of jeans, three shorts, five pair of drawers, and two sneakers. <laughs> okay. And you could be happy as a mother sucker. You could be happy as hell. Now, them, on the other hand, if they had that lifestyle, they're in complete depression where they can't get out of bed in the morning. Now, if they meet you and they see that you're happy doing that, for some reason, they're going to convince you that you should not be happy doing that. How could you live like this? Live like what? How could you live in 400 square feet <laughs> and be happy as you are? I cannot stand that. You need a bigger house. Wouldn't you be happy in a bigger house? Hmm, not really. I'm fine here. Well, I can't live like this. <laughs> you're a loser. You're a bum. You're a dusty. How could you be happy to live this poorly? This isn't poor. I actually make decent money. I live within my, I live within my means. I'm fine with this. Don't you want a Gucci belt? A Air Mare's belt? Don't you want a Bugatti? Don't you want a mansion? I, I don't want any of these things. <laughs> I don't want any of these things. And not only do I not want them, I realize the expense to those things. We talked about that earlier. There's great expense in these things. I don't want them. I have to constantly upkeep them. No, I, I'm fine living like this. And I have stock investments. I, I'm good. You should own a house. You should own a house in the suburbs, a Mac mansion, three car garage. You should own a luxury vehicle. You should own great drip and flare. See, this is when we get into the son husband stuff because many of the men, and I like nice things, but many of the men that go above and beyond in fashion, above and beyond in, in, in owning things, many of that stems from you're trying to validate other people, particularly women, and not yourself, not always, and that's a generalization as well. Some people just like fine things. I'm one of those people. I can live minimally, but I can also live and like good things. But it's not a need, meaning it doesn't make me happy. It's just that I like fine things and I can afford them. But for women, they can't live minimally like that and be happy. They need that, and oftentimes they need you. So thus they will engage with you because they either feel you or you're a useful tool, and thus she proceeds to engage with you because you buy her things. You make her feel a certain way by buying her things because she doesn't want to live minimally, okay? Yeah, she can't live in the countries. She can't live out in a house in the country. Many women are not going to do that. You mean away from my church and my hair salon and the, the, the catfish nugget factory and Away from these people, away from the, no, nope, she can't do that. Why don't we buy a house in the middle of the metro, metropolis? I don't want to buy a house in the middle of metropolis. I want to be out in the country, near the lake, living off the fat of the land, working, you know, in fresh air where I can see things other than smog and tall, bu tall buildings. I want to fish in my pond in the backyard. They're like, oh, hell no. Matter of fact, there's a story I shared about a celebrity that's in that position. The celebrity was in that position. He wanted to move out. I can't remember who it was, but they lived in Texas. He was a celebrity. He wanted to move out to the country, and the wife that he had been married to for years said, no, I'm not. Who was it? She was like, no, I'm not leaving. We're going to stay in the city, and they was going to divorce. Who remembers who it was? Who remembers what it was? I can't remember. Was it, it wasn't the Yellowstone guy. It wasn't him. It was somebody else. No, it wasn't Keanu Rooms. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, away from Starbucks and the strip mall. They don't want to do it. 
So um, let's get to the next one. So that's number one. Men can live minimally. Somebody said all of them. Men can live minimally. Man, y'all naming a lot of people. And women cannot. Men can live minimally and be happy. Women cannot. Okay, never. Uh, here we go. Next one. Um, despite the fact that this might be disputed, men who set boundaries for themselves, women truly hate this about men. When men set boundaries about themselves, women really hate this thing. Now, I'm going to tell you, most women want men to be kind of like a 24-7 temp dancing monkey available for them as needed. And, of course, women are sort of whimsical. They don't really plan things, especially when it comes to relationships. They're like, hey, if I see you, you're available to me. There's several instances that I show. You're available to me. So I work at home. She might see me, but I'm focused on what I'm doing. Okay. But she sees me and she's like, oh, I'm going to do something. Let's do something funny. Let's laugh and giggle. Um, you know, she uses you for her TikTok. Let's make a TikTok real quick. And you're like, I'm actually doing something right now. Like I'm in my zone. I don't, when you set a boundary and say, when you see me during this time, I'm not available to you just because you see me. Same thing as if she lives with you. She just thinks, oh, I'm going to just be able to just do everything and say anything at any point of the day just because I see you. Well, when you set a boundary like that, you're not fun. You're not spontaneous. You're controlling. But many times they have to respect it. And it's hard for them to actually respect this, right? They're somewhat like children, but I'm giving that a little bit too much credit. They're sort of like children when it comes to this. So you set a boundary within yourself, then they will say you're guarded and you don't let your wall down. And, you know, they, they don't believe that you feel them. They don't have access to you. So these things are very much things that they hate about type, certain types of men. But if you have enough resources, you'll put up with it for a period of time, all right, until you're henpecked. And so if it's kind of like a kid. She comes up to you, oh, look at this post on social media, but I'm not in the mood to do that. I say, between these hours, don't show me any posts on social media. Get that shit away from me. Now I made her feel bad. Now she's mad the entire time. So when I reach for her shoulder and I try to mount her, she's going to say, but you made me feel like this at 1238 uh, p.m. Another boundary that, um, and, and these boundaries have to be set, not with specifically instruction verbally. She has to be shown this. Meaning if you set the boundary, you have to make her feel the boundary. You don't have to tell her anything. She comes up to you, look at this post, and you don't look at it. You just continue stirring your milk in the cereal. But you already told her that that was a boundary. You're stepping over the line. You might have to command. Anybody ever train a dog? They will tell you the first things you do is not tell them anything. You got to make them feel it and use a reward or punishment system as a result. And I'm not saying women are dogs, but this is just living and breathing things we're talking about. The worst thing that you could do is command verbally because they don't understand what you're saying, nor do they hear you. You sound like chicken balk. They need to feel it. If you're not up to this, yes, people say it's too much work. It is too much work. Same thing with kids. You can yell till you're blue in the face. They don't hear you, but if you make them feel it, and understand that they feel the boundary, it is what it is. Somebody tells you, there's a wall there. Are you sure there's a wall there? 
The only way to make sure is to feel that wall. Run fast and let the wall hit you. You felt the wall. Now you know for sure there's a wall there. You necessarily didn't have to see it. There's an electric fence there. Let me see. <laughs> right? You don't see it, but you feel it. Go touch it. Now you felt it. This is how women work. Okay. Another boundary that happens is women like to, unfortunately, modern women. This is modern women because they've been in, trained in the absence of no father. No authority figure, no male authority figure, no male teachers. Okay, so they think they can go about the world without men, but then use them as useful tools. When you set boundaries, for instance, this is a big one. I've done this, and women have failed this one like crazy. If I tell a woman, okay, I'll meet you, I'll plan, I'll lead, and I say, meet me here this time on this day at this location. And I took the time to plan, check what time the store opened and closed, the restaurant opened and closed, the meeting place opened and closed, the distance, the time it's available, the location, the location between me and you. And I gave her the instruction and she changes the instructions, any of the instructions that she's received, I automatically cancel the meeting. It's automatically canceled. And I'm not going to have a long explanation about, about this. If she attempts to change and if I made the reservation or the plans or bought the tickets, if she changes any details, she's disqualified immediately. I don't have a backup. I have a backup person set. She does not get a second chance. She does not get a check second chance. Can we meet at 830 instead of eight? Can we meet at this part of town instead of that? Can we meet at this restaurant instead of that? Can we go to this show instead of that? If she tries to do that, I don't even respond back. I automatically left her on red. You're on red. And you're going to be texting me and texting me and figuring that shit out. And it's going to be an automatic disqualification. Because I took the time and the courtesy to plan and lead. And now you're trying to rebel in the spirit of Jezebel and do what you want to do. That's not how it works. Now, later on in the relationship, we can have that consideration. But in the early parts of the uh relationship or dating or mating there's no consideration for that i'm in the lead i'm in the lead and that's just how it works now you know my moderators need to be my moderators need to be on point soon as you see the three words you need to automatically snipe them from the channel automatic all right uh, moderators especially if they do not have a photo if you see the three words snipe them because these are simps masquerading as men these are simps automatically snipe their ass everybody knows the three words the three words that people try to use against us to try to skirt around this and what they did i'm going to just tell you the three words it's an emotional word they use the emotions they take it back to an emotional argument we don't operate on emotions over here OK, somebody if you put it on there, you're going to get sniped. So don't put it up there because <laughs> I just told them to snipe you. So do not put it up there at this point. At this point of speaking, the moderator is going to snipe you. OK, everybody's got their warning. Put it up there. You're automatically getting sniped. Everybody got it. You're automatically hidden from the channel. If you put it up there. Next point. If I tell somebody, <laughs> if I say, for instance, 
Between these hours, I am available to you. Between these hours, I'm not. Meaning my energy is peak at this point of the day. My energy is low at this point of the day. I'll give you an example. My energy tends to be significantly high in the morning or in the afternoon. Once we get to 9.30 p.m., 9 o'clock p.m., especially after 10 o'clock, my energy battery is blinking. My energy battery is blinking, meaning I don't have much energy left. If I have to consume the energy, I might conk out. After 10.30 and 11, I have no energy. Thus, if you bother me, it could be to your negative. That means I might snap at you, yell at you. And I'm giving you this instruction up front. Now, if you do, if you violate that boundary after the instructions and give, are given, and I let you know you're violating that boundary, if you continue to try to change me into changing that boundary, you're violating me and you're violating my boundary. I often tell people, after 9 o'clock, I don't deal with good in-depth conversations. 9.30, definitely not. I don't start drinking wine at 9.30 and having discussions. I don't deal with emergencies that I need to put out at 9 a.m. that you forgot. It's an emergency for you, but it's not an emergency for me. Oh, I forgot my homework. I forgot my bag at school if you have kids. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about this. The curtains. I wanted to talk to you about this before we went to sleep, and it's 9.30. If you do that, I'm not going to have a good conversation with you. It's not going to end well. I'm probably going to piss you off very relatively quickly for bringing that shit up. Now, that's if I told you what the boundary was. I also don't want to initiate sex at 930, meaning I don't want you to come over after 930. I don't want to start the process of having a conversation, making you feel good, going on a date, and then getting you back home, and then drinking another drink, and then having sex. I'm not going to do that. I'm also not going to respond to text messages after 930. So if you start initiating with me after 930, I'm going to leave your ass on red. I don't care if you're I'm pursuing you or you're my girlfriend or wife. Don't expect me to respond back. That's just what I do. That's a boundary. That's a boundary that I have. Most people know this. When I tell you it, you better honor it, because if you try to move it, oh, just live a little and be spontaneous and you're no fun. You're violating the boundary. What women don't like is boundaries. They want to be able to have you and to be able to pull you off the shelf when they want to. They want to be able to dictate when they want you to have fun. They want to be able to tell you how to change into dictating to them and blah, blah, blah. I'm shutting down. My battery's low. I don't want to deal with conversations, complicated ones. And I don't want to start the position of initiation of anything after 930. That's how I work. 90% of women don't want to deal with me because of that. And that time, I'm good. Good. You don't expect, you don't respect boundaries. You hate that about men because you can't use them as you want to use them. And, and many women, what their, their energy increases after 930. Their windows increase after 930. Like, have you noticed that? <laughs> women go crazy. Soon as soon as soon as the sun goes down, soon as everything gets quiet, quiet outside, they're like cats. They start tipping outside. They start texting dudes. They don't think of dudes all day long. Right before they about to get in the bed, they sitting there with cookie crumbs all down their titty. And now all of a sudden they want to down start texting people. You up? What you doing? 
I'm thinking about coming over. What you thinking? Long ass conversation. Now all of a sudden they activate it and they like meow, 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 meow. They want to do everything under the cover of night. Now they start activating everybody else's cell phone. Let me see what this person doing. Just the texting people up, up, up. They'll be up to two in the morning looking at their phone, scrolling, texting dudes, having multiple text conversations, thinking about doing meeting a sneaky link. They done met their sneaky link in between texting you. They done got papped out in 20 minutes. He left, he dipped, and now she back texting your ass. <laughs> They're boring people. They're bored, and you're the entertainment. Again, you're the tap dancing monkey. You're supposed to just be available to him. Oh, you're showing me attention? Here I come. dun 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 dun, dun. Here I come. Here I come. And the Mac Daddies tell me I'm supposed to put a game on you now. Hell no. I'm supposed to run game on you now just because she's alert and available to you. She's paying attention to you. She's choosing you. Now it's time for you to jump to action. Not I. Not I. <laughs> That's not how I work. Next thing. Next thing. So we got the two boundaries. You can live minimally. You can set boundaries. Most men do not set boundaries with women and fear that they will lose the women because they have one-itis or they also have what we call in this space that I'm trying to remember the name, but they don't have an abundance mindset when it comes to women. You don't. You have a lack of abundance mindset. Let me show you this video. Any woman that pays attention to you, you think you're supposed to just spring into action, right? And this is why y'all be out here losing. And you don't understand men that have an abundance mindset with them. Okay, let's see here. Let me show you this video. I think it has music in the background. Let me see if it has music. This is a video right here of a woman, and this is a skit. It does have music. So uh, let's just play it, and I'll commentate. This is in, looks like, Africa, Nigeria. I'm, I can't tell, but it says man, men stay focused. And as we see here, and as we see here, there's a young man doing his job, and the thick little young thing comes up and hands him a note, okay, as he's doing his lifting. And uh, he reads the note. Obviously, this is a choosing signal. This is a napkin drop. This is a I'm choosing you. Women are choosing now. And he's reading the note. And it says, can we have sex? Follow me. Okay. That's what the note is saying here. And he's looking. He's looking at that thing, that wagon dragon. And he's thinking, do I stop what I'm doing or not? Nope. And he said, toss that shit to the side. I got abundance mindset. She doesn't dictate when I am intimate with her. I dictate when she follows me. So, no, I'm not following. I go do what I need to go do, and I need to stay on my job. I need to stay on my purpose. Guys, most men can't do this shit, okay? And most men know that's a setup, <laughs> all right? Especially if you're not in the United States, many times in the United States. All of a sudden, you got child support. All of a sudden, you're getting robbed, okay? But most of you guys don't have this mindset. You just bring right into action. Oh, I need to be the lion at all times. No, you don't. Keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind. And that will change your direction with women. It's going to change your direction. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to number three. Are we on number three? Because I got five. Number three is going to be, um, well, we could just extend on that. Number three, men that stay focused. Men are, the, men, are men that are focused on their purpose, right? So um, if you don't make them number one, many women won't understand you. It's what it is. So uh, if you're focused on what you're doing first, for some reason, they will say that you hate women, right? Or you're not thinking of them or something like that. But in this world, in this world, there's two things it goes by is money and women's center cut. 
But in order to get that and actually have some sort of control over it, you got to have your purpose first. You got to be focused on what you need. A lot of women do smell that and they like guys that are focused. But they also want that guy to be some sort of a simp. Meaning if the guy's focused, he also should be a blue pill guy. He also should be beholden to love. He still should be able to fall in love with me, but he's focused. Which means he knows there's other things that are important other than her. Which leads me to number four. A lot of women hate when men don't make them a priority. However, there's a caveat to this. Number four, they hate men that don't make them a priority. But there's a caveat to this. Many times you can keep them around longer than when you make them a priority. See, this is a double-edged sword. They hate the guys that don't make them up. They hate the guys when they don't make them a priority. But for some reason, they fall for them. They fall for them. Because they're like, wow. They're like, wow, this guy ain't sweating me. Uh, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. A woman could have six, 10 men texting her. A woman could have 10 men texting her. You could be texting her, good morning, darling. Good morning, princess. Every guy, nine out of the 10 guys, every day, all throughout the day. How's your day going, beautiful? How are you doing? I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. You know I want to do things to you. Let me take you out. Nine of those guys will be doing this. The 10th guy will be giving her nothing. The 10th guy giving her none of that shit. He delays the response back. He responds back coldly. He's giving her a little bit. He's barely texting her. And then when he does text her, he'll get back and engage her. And she'll be like, oh, he's getting, he's engaging with me. But that guy will get the most attention. Every time that guy texts, she'll look at her phone. Every time you text, she'll put that shit off to the side. Oh, I missed your text because you're making yourself convenient. But for her, the one that's really got her attention is the one that doesn't jump. And what she'll do is, let me tell you what she'll do. What she'll do is, she'll text that guy. He'll delay response, text her back. She might say something like, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. When can I see you again? Because he's a little bit more absent. It's difficult to catch up to him. He's not asking her, can I see you tonight? What you doing? Come over right now. She might reach out and say, can I see you again? I'll see you again sometime soon. What she'll do is she'll text that man a picture of her. Ping. Look at my body. Look at my face. This is what you're missing. When she texts that picture, she's trying to reel you back in with look at what you're missing. She'll only do that for him. She will not do that for the, the other nine guys. She won't text them shit. No pictures, no nothing. You'll be asking for a picture. You'll be asking for a picture. Text me a picture, baby. You'll be asking for her the picture. She'll send that guy the picture. Look at what you're forgetting. <laughs> Somebody says, coach says game is dead, but he's teaching game every stream. No. This is life. This is game. This is game. <laughs> game would be, hi, honey, how you doing? Look at me. Let me overvalue you. That's game. This is facts. This is not game. This is the life. I teach you life. Game would be respond to the girl. Text game. Say this. Say that. Don't do this. Don't do that. 
This ain't no game. This is leverage and options. This is how you lose your life. This is leverage and options. Anyway, what you'll do is, and this is game. I just said, don't make them a priority. That's game. <laughs> wow. This is door the opposite of the game of approaching 100 women, making them a priority. This is life lesson, sir. And yes, there's nothing manipulative about it. There's nothing tricking or deception. There's me telling you set boundaries. That's game. Wow. There's some lost dudes out here. Shout out to the lost men of the world. We're trying to help you. You guys are like the stubborn mules. You're like the stubborn government mules of the red pill. Here's the deal. Women do not like men that don't make them a priority. They hate that about them. But many times that could be an attractor. It's not something to keep them. But for some reason, it does keep them interested. But when you do this, they're going to hate that about you. They're going to hate it about you. Because what it does is it doesn't allow you to succumb to manipulation. A.K.A. look at this picture of me. See me. Value me. Bring me out. Meet me. See me now. Come take me out. Be spontaneous. You're not a priority. And then eventually she might wither away or slither away. Every now and then she might realize this man sees himself as value. Maybe I'm missing something. She'll show back up. She'll come back up. She'll give it two weeks. Give it a month. Give it two months. She'll be back there pinging you. Ping. Let me see if I can get in this way. This is how they work. Now, a lot of foolish guys think they're going to live this world and this life without women. Guys, there's more women than there are men in this world. If you want to go foolishly and say, I'm going to just abstain and, and segregate myself from women, and I'm going to avoid all of this, you're out of your mind. You're a lunatic. <laughs> okay, do not come in here with that. I understand that philosophy. That is very vital for a lot of men for a period of time. That period of time is up to you. But we live this life. This earth is going to be with men and women. There's no sense of segregating yourself but you need to protect yourself at all times. You're one blowjob away from the plantation. You're one good smile away and a good booty away from child support. You're a day away from manipulation. All you need to do is protect yourself. <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, here, we, here we got the last one. So we got these. we got these four or five. Okay, we got this last one coming up. Can't live minimally, you can. Men that are focused, men that do not prioritize them, men that set boundaries. Last one, this is an important one. Most women, and we're talking about modern women, not the good women out here, not the women who are desiring and trying to be in the best possible position that they can get a guy, and they're just looking for instructions. The last one is they hate when they have to qualify for you. They hate when you make them qualify for you. Now, what they believe and what game guys, maybe PUA guys might believe is that you have to qualify for her. We're often telling men this. This is a lack of an abundance mindset. Guys introduce themselves to women and immediately go and qualify themselves for her. 
This is going to be to your detriment, but it is something, a skill that you might have to work on until you figure out who you are in this world and you have leverage and options. Again, when you get to the top of the mountain and you look down and you know 96% of women need you but can't qualify for you, you're in the driver's seat. But when you are constantly believing that you have to go up and give your woman, this woman, a complete stranger, your resume, impress her, keep her attention, and so forth and forth, so on, you're in the loser seat. You're in the you're riding B-I-T-C-H on a motorcycle. You're in the passenger seat, sir. You're in the passenger seat. My position is this. My position is this. She got to qualify for me. I don't qualify for her. Not only that, she should feel and smell me as a qualified individual. She's shopping for me. She's shopping for my last name. She's shopping for my legacy, my seed, my nut. She's shopping for me. She needs me more than I need her. This is a fact. She needs me more than I need her. I don't need her. She's replaceable, especially if she doesn't have value other than what's between her legs and her teeth. What is her value? I, I need to figure that out, ma'am. I know you can drop that neck. I know you can toot that ass up. I know you can put them tip. 10 toes to the ceiling, but what else? Now, when you have leverage and options, you cannot see from this position. You're putting the leverage and options in her damn court. And you're trying to qualify for her for what? When you have leverage and options, you know what the qualifications are. But when you have nothing, everybody qualifies. Just because she's there, she qualifies. Just because she tasted you, she qualifies. Trust me, I've been there, and I knew I was in the wrong, and I had to change that. Now leveraging options, she swallows my kids, I say thank you. But you get nothing more than that because everybody can do that. Everything you're doing, everybody can do, but you can't find me. I can find 10 of you before you find another one of me. I can find 10 of you, maybe 100 of you, before you find another one of me. That's, guys, I know, this is hard the way to think. This is a hard way to reach. And I remember people used to try to teach me this shit, and I used to think they were crazy too. And what you're thinking is, and you might be a woman or a man on the other side and say, who the hell are you? But see, that's your problem. It ain't mine. See, you automatically dis disqualified yourself because you couldn't recognize what this is. And that's your problem. It ain't mine. See, if you think I don't qualify for you, well, that's an equal problem. We can equally walk our separate ways and we don't have to bother with each other. You helped me out. I didn't, you didn't help me out. I, I actually, I'm sorry, you helped me out. I didn't help you. If I know I'm the one, I know I'm the one. If I know I'm the king of kings, I know I'm the king of kings. But you don't have to qualify me. I qualify me. What has to happen is, you have to qualify yourself to me. See, that's what we have to understand. That's what we have to understand. When you make them qualify for you and they know they can't use the three playbook, the three plays in their playbook, and they can't trick you, they can't manipulate you, they can't hit you with the okie doke, they don't know what to do next. They don't know what to do next. Okay, I send them a picture of my feet. I send them a picture of my titties. I sent them, I, I sent them a text messages. I sent them good morning. I asked them to text me. 
Um, I told him I'll go on a date. I told him I maybe kissed him. I wore some. I did all these things and nothing's happening. You know why? Because you still have to qualify for him. That ain't enough to keep his attention. People don't know this. He'd be like, and a lot of women do that for me. But when you lack and you have a chasing mentality and you don't have an abundance of mindset, she can do those things and then you go jumping. Let me give you an example. Women that send me photos of themselves, I do not respond back with any compliments. This is strategic, but it also shows that I'm trying to assert that that's not enough, baby. I make them almost feel foolish for sending the picture. If anything, I might compliment on the picture. I might say, I like the way you centered yourself in this picture. There's something in the background that caught my attention. Or I'll just completely ignore it. That's not going to be enough. I get a lot of pictures. I got a whole portfolio of pictures. Not only that, there's women of, pictures of women on the internet. Pictures of you are probably worse than the ones I can find on the internet. But you're fishing for a compliment that I'm not going to give you. Yep, just send her the thumbs up. Thanks. No exclamation point, no period. That ain't enough. That's not qualifying for me. Now that can get your butt, your insides pushed to your esophagus over a period of time, but that ain't enough. There's a lot of women that have what you have. Ain't enough. There's got to be something else. And I want them to discover that of themselves or disqualify themselves. Nine times out of 10, they'll disqualify themselves because they know they got nothing else. And they will go to the simp, you. They will go to the simp and they'll get the attentions and accolades. But you know what's missing? value they got no men of value ladies will say they got options but all they got is simps and they constantly chasing dudes with value and the dude with value does not qualify for her she has to qualify for him most of them don't have enough game to do that so thus they go back to the den of demons the simp and they find themselves still trying to fish for valuable men but not trying to qualify for them which you must make them do and this ain't game. This is life. And I don't care if this is employing them. I don't care if this is dealing with them, living with them. I don't care if this is your mother, your sister, your cousin, your nieces. And that. Make people qualify for you for your attention. Make people qualify you for their attention. You want attention from me? Qualify yourself. You can't. If you're going to do what 90% of everybody else is going to do, you're just doing the bare minimum. And thus, I'll give you a result. You'll get something from me, but it ain't going to be anything that you really want. I'll put $400 and staple it to your forehead or tape it against whatever I left on your forehead, and you can go about walking. You got something from it, and that's all I wanted. But what is there more? You want more? You must show value. You must qualify. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the five things that women truly hate about men but they won't admit this they'll just jump and go find somebody else <laughs> not only that this puts you in a this puts you in a better position with them uh one thing you guys want to i want you to know it's a if a woman rejects you she did you a favor if a woman rejects you she did you a favor but you got to have leverage and options first. 
<laughs> I simply go, you know what I have? I don't know what I have. I'm unemployed here, but I have a pretty big place. I have cars, luxury. I have motorcycles, Porsches, truck, BMW. I got vacations that I don't pay for. I don't have a job. I got studios. I had a whole gaming room, a whole toy collection room. I got furniture. I got shit to do that I can completely consume myself in. I got a kitchen that I can cook in. But I'm broke, by the way. I have no job. With that being said, I could go to restaurants, any restaurant I want, I could go to. I could go to any of them and enjoy food by myself or with the company of a woman. I got the options. I got it. There's nothing else that I need unless the person is qualified to bring that. Other than that, if there ain't nobody qualifying, I got shit to do. That's in my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle. When you got shit to do, you ain't worried about and looking for anybody else. For instance, a woman says, let's get together on Thursday. Great. You know where I'll be? I'll be at the firearm range on Thursday. I actually had that centered on my schedule. As a matter of fact, if Thursday's the only day you have available, why don't you meet me there? Uh-oh, I'm giving y'all game now. I'm giving y'all game. However, I just put that in the what? You got to qualify for me category. Because I just said, oh, you're available. For, what most of y'all will do is say, oh, and you'll cancel all the shit that you want to do only for her only to agree with what she can do to me, only for her to cancel on your ass. Eight times out of 10, five times out of 10, she gonna cancel on your ass. But you done moved all your shit that you wanted to do to meet up with her. Oh no, oh no. I actually have plans on Thursday since that's the only day you have available. Why don't you join me in doing what I'm doing? That's leveraging options. Okay. And not only that, if she cancels, I get to do what I was gonna do anyway. If she says, I don't want to do that, she just violated, number one, you changed the plans. You you violated my boundary. I set a plan. I made it. I was considerate. I invited you, and you didn't think it was enough. You wanted to change what I was doing. Oh, instead of doing that, why don't we go to a restaurant? Listen. <laughs> Listen. No. This is what we're doing, or we're doing nothing. This is what we're doing, or we're doing nothing. Most guys cannot do this. You can't do this. You, you guys are not in a position to do this. And you're scared when a woman, I'm going to lose her if she doesn't do it. Loser. <laughs> Let her go. Let her go. Let her deny you. Let her reject you. She did you a favor. Because otherwise, if you go and change it, now you put herself in the frame. Now you put herself under your authority and direction. It cannot happen that way with a real man with leverage and options. It cannot happen that way. Let me stop. <laughs> Somebody says, they're just going to forget everything he said and be like, and, and like going to have to qualify for me. I don't, I don't know what that means, but anyway. And let me tell you something. This should not change based on the way she looks. As a matter of fact, let's get to these super chats. As a matter of fact, just to be frank with you, the more of a hottie she is, the harder I make her work. <laughs> All right. She really got to prove herself just because she put a wig, her makeup on straight or she a flat back. I'm a little bit harder on them than I am. Even normie plain Jane chicks. 
if she's more of an Instagram model, a hottie, or somebody who thinks she could just show up with her um, her mask on, I make her do a little bit more. Like, I, I make her work a little bit more. Oh, you want to meet me? I'll push that shit out way until next week. I'll see you next week. And then when we see you, I'll give you your instructions. Wait, wait until you hear from me. If she goes, if she doesn't, if she doesn't check back in, good. If she checks back in, there's an interest. If she checks back in and follows my lead, she might have something. If she checks back in and then doesn't follow my lead and makes me think I'm going to jump through her, well, I haven't heard from you. I let her go. It's something that I do. <laughs> and I be in the gym working out instead of thinking about how do I qualify this woman to get her attention? Anyway, let me get to these super chats. Thank you for the contribution. The rest of the show is super chats. If you want to exit the stream, hit the like button. If you want to hate on me, hey, man, it don't bother me. Shit don't bother me. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? If you want to go live the simp life, go do it. You want to live purple pipe, purple pill life, fall in love, go do it. Have at it. You want to live monk mode, whatever. Don't bother me, no. And I still be living my life. And as you can see, I live my life and women be looking on the sideline like, damn. That's how you want them to look. You want that aura of a mystery. Damn, I got, I, the little bullshit that I used to do ain't working on this dude. That's what you want them to think. Think hard, ladies. Think hard. Joe K, coach, shout out to you, Bill. Uh, be real mahogany. If her father left her at the nursery, what chances you think you have to get her warm embrace? Stop feeding the bears. Stop beating the bears. And you don't have to be like cold on them and just refuse to give them a compliment. But if they go fishing, don't give them what they want. Masked Man says CGA stoicism is the best solution for me. Going on a crusade to try and get 304s to try to understand the truth is useless. 304s argue for sport, not a resolution. They do. He says, went through action, not arguing. They, they Guys, I don't know if you know, arguing with them gets them attention. That, that that feeds them. That's energy they like. They love to gobble that shit up. Some women just argue for a sense of maybe a little bit of rough, passionate sex. They think that might increase the passion. And you might pin them down a little bit more. And they'll just engage in this chicken box. And you argue with me. You, woman, you don't see my position? And she's like, I really don't understand. What do you mean? What? What does that mean? She's sitting up there looking. She's sitting up there like this. What that mean? She'll start that shit up 9, 30, 10, 10, 30, 11. So you can go down and pin her down. But, but um, guys, the instruction is all given for them to feel, not to understand and hear. That's the best way to give it. You, they got to feel it. They got to feel your absence. They got to feel your presence. But telling them and talking to them and getting them to understand, they will intentionally not understand to keep the bullshit going. This is just how they work. All right. Shout out to El Chingon. Says, happy Thursday, coach, a.k.a. The king of content. Thank you, brother. Blue Pill Patriarch says, my dad got divorced, put on child support, moved back when with his mammy after she passed. He got remarried to, to a woman that rejected him in high school, bought them a house, worked two jobs to, and to pay the mortgage, and he has no free time, no 401k. And here's the guy that says, what about love? You know, people say, what about love? And they'll give up all of that for the illusion of love. Love is an illusion. It's a trick. It feels good, though. 
it's a very good feeling. But if you believe, if you believe that that is the answer, I want everybody to get all the love they need. What you're going to find is you're going to be lacking in a lot of other areas and you will have love used against you more likely than not because you'll be ill-prepared for when the love ends. It's okay. It's okay. I love love. I want to feel good, but I know what it is. I don't try to block love, but I also prioritize where love, love stands in my life, right? But yes, love don't pay the rent. Love don't get me in a position of security. Love don't give me leverage. Love don't give me options. Those things I like. Love doesn't give me peace. Love doesn't give me quiet or freedom. Now, all of those things that I mentioned are way above the priority in the love scale. I mean, when it comes to love, love is way down the list of the things I just previously mentioned. Huh? I don't hate it, but I'm not going to be led by it. Because it can all go away. But when, it, <laughs> but when it comes to the other things that I just mentioned, love is down the list. Shout out to Sheldon says, all true CGA, a pretty Spanish girl was trying to drop that neck on me, but I'm way too busy to see her. She then offered up her and her best friend, bruh, bruh, what are we telling y'all? You see that when you just be like, and eh, they go searching in a little bag. And you know, women carry bags. You're like, okay, that's nice. And you just ignore, they go into their bag. What else can I do? What else can I do? This is when you open up the conversation and you start saying, well, you'll never be the only one. You'll never be the priority. I'm non-monogamous. If they see the value in you, they'll be like, okay, some women will walk. They both did you a favor. <laughs> but convincing a woman through words, verbiage, remember, listening and hearing is down the line. You know what you'll do is you'll see my value and then you'll allow me to exercise my options. No. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Doc. Doxy Trash. We having a free agent uh, lifestyle night out on Saturday seeing Chico Burt, Chico Bean with the infamous quote, no victims, only volunteers from a previous stream. Shout out to you. Stay cold like the cryotherapy chamber at my UFC gym free agents. There's no victims, only volunteers. There's no victims, only volunteers. Domain Stickham says, Coach, I thought you wasn't a Mac over here spitting fire. We just talking about human dynamics, patterns of behavior. And we often have to acknowledge that despite the fact that we're saying free agent lifestyle, many men deal with women in some form or another. There's some dudes that are monk, but many of us have to still deal with women. And you can't, you can't avoid it. There could be a period of time where you avoid it, but it's only natural. I'm telling you, leveraging options is your most valuable position. That's what I'm telling you. Never try to qualify. The only reason dudes run game and Mac in this state don't qualify. They're, they're ill-equipped. And they're using that fact that they don't have leveraging options to qualify or to, to qualify for women. That's a low-level, low-frequency position. Even rich men do this. That's a low level, low frequency position. The other lowest level, as you you thought it couldn't get any lower than that. You thought it couldn't be lower than that. You know what's lower than that? Men that allow women to lead and or dominate and or pay for them. That is the lowest position. Dude, just crawl on your belly at this point. Unfortunately, there's many men that think that that's winning. 
the women pay for me. I tell you what, you can't get any lower of a human being than that as a man. In my book, this is just my book. I guarantee you that has got to be the lowest position. What woman can support you? What woman can protect you and provide for you? She's paying you to put up with her bullshit and you're accepting it and drain your energy. That's what she's paying you for. She's paying you because she knows she has no value. Thus, she has to pay you because she sees no value in you and you will accept those terms. What? That to me is a disgrace, but you go and be you. It's a disgrace to me, though. I would never put myself in that position ever. There ain't no points to be earned there. But you do you, Mr. PlayStation, and a couple pair of Jordans and a couple extra pair of polo jeans. She paid you for. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> right. I'm never going to do. You're going to be led to slaughter in that position. But you're getting pimp stripes for it. Oh, I've got my pimp stripes. She paying me. What? Where? Where? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know where you find in these people. All right, shout out to you. Speaking of my mind, says CGA calling these ninjas soft serve ice cream sims. I want to fall in love. Guys, you're going to fall in love. I want every man to fall in love at least one time. I want every single one of you dudes to fall in love at least once and then report back to me in five years. And let's have a conversation. <laughs> Report back to me in five years after you fall deeply and madly in love and then come right back to me. Let's have a conversation, please. I want all of y'all to do that. Now, let's have an evaluation. I guarantee you eight out of 10. Well, y'all going to be in trouble. You're going to be on the ropes. You're going to be messed up. Half of y'all going to be heartbroken. Some of y'all going to be bitter and hurt. Some of y'all going to be out of money, light on your money. Some of y'all guys won't have your goals fulfilled. Some of y'all guys will have met the perfect person of your life. You'll met your soulmate, and I'll say, give me another five years and come back. Some of y'all going to be broke as a joke. Many of you guys will have you. She'll be grabbing you by the nostrils, handpecked. <laughs> Somebody says, I did that and ended up watching CGA and KS. All right, U.S. Army retire says, hey, coach, you forgot to tell people to take a piece of paper and write that, write down all their relationships. That will prove your point. Once again, yes, I did forget them telling that as they went through that. So that's why a couple people bucked on me. But the reality is, if you think I'm wrong about this, just do the paper test. Take a piece of paper, write down all your crushes, write down all your relationships, write down all your dates, write all down the people that you fell in love with, write down your marriages, write, that, write them down. Tell me how many you got left. Tell me how many people are left in your life from those pages. And then try to balk, uh, balk at me. Chicken balk. Try to act like I've been out here just giving y'all and misleading you. <laughs> Write it down. And then I'm going to show you how many times you fell in love and how many times you lost. How many times you failed to lead from leverage and options and how many times you lost. Now, I'm over here winning. I don't share all my receipts. But if you go to CoachGregAdams.Locals.com, I'm winning on this side of the argument. I'm not in prison. I ain't dead. I ain't got no people calling me allegations. Nobody's telling me I use the lover boy manipulation trick. 
Nobody's lying on my salami. Nobody's trying to act like they're my girlfriend behind the scenes. But I show you receipts. <laughs> I don't show you receipts of me in the field getting rejected. You don't see me with tranny boys or T-boys. You don't see me out here following kids around at, at amusement parks. You don't see me out here not showing receipts. You don't see me out here and uh, claiming I'm macking, but I'm fully married. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. And I've been here for four years and I be up here all the time. If there was some shit going on in the background, you would see it. I'm not a retired pimp. I'm not a retired this. I'm not a pimp term preacher. I'm not a dating coach term uh, pastor. Come on, man. It's straight up over here. I'm not I, this straight up over here. This is straight up, straight laced. All right. No chaser. This is that 100%. This is that blue magic. This ain't no smoke and mirrors. This ain't no tricks. This ain't no, you might call me a tricks, but this ain't no deception, tricks, manipulation. This is nothing. This is not, oh, you should have seen me back in the day when I was killing the game in the 90s. Nothing. This is not me cohabitating. This is not me background. I'm married, a single mother. This is no tricks. This is right down, right now, straight, no chaser. Most people can't handle that. This is me up front, right to it, punch to the gut, right to the xiphoid process. This is me punching you, you losing your breath. This is the realest deal right here. This is this is no, no tricks. I ain't saying I was a former Mac drug dealer pimp. I tell you where I lost with women. I don't tell you where I just got 100% strikeout, right? You know what I mean? I tell you when I lose. I tell you when I win. If you can't handle it, I know it. Shout out to, uh, let's see here. Oh, I got some Vimos. I got to catch up. Oh, let me see here. Macaroni Tony has a lot to say. He says, what happened to the, if it don't apply, let it fly, and add that add that to the conversation. These not me coach ninjas are wild. Yeah, not me. It's you. Speak for yourself. It's mad crazy. Shout out to Sean, says, coach, why don't you, wait, why didn't you ask, wait, why didn't you ask Pearlie to show her feet when she was on the show? And would it be possible to get a photo from her to show the coach gang on a future show? Would it be possible to get a photo from her? to show the coach gang on the future show. I'm not sure what the last part means, but um, I saw her feet. That wasn't for you, <laughs> all right? She definitely showed me her feet. <laughs> all right, but listen, the requirement to come in is lights on, socks off, and she followed the instruction, but <laughs> I don't know. What picture do you want me to show you? Albert Ingram. Says, I thought when I started making six figures, I could still live like I did when I was making less money. It's almost impossible. No matter how, how hard you try, I tried to live minimal, a minimalist lifestyle, but I just can't. Well, that's because you can afford stuff. You can afford stuff. Another thing, too, is everyone on social media acting like they live a certain lifestyle and I'm making six figures and I'm damn near struggling. That part. All right, that part. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. You ain't lying, CGA. All my junior colleges that come over hit me with the, you're a minimalist, yet they still purr because they see the value. I'm not going to fall victim to the, do it, honey, do. Men don't fall victim that they would like you more if you bought more things and stuff like that. There's a lot of usury out here. And of course, women, I, I, I have to correct you on a lot of things. What you think is dating is nothing but prostitution. You guys are not dating men. You're using men in every way. 
unfortunately, that's been going on for too long and you think it's normal. You think men are money trees and they're not. Men have budgets. And men owe you nothing. I owe you absolutely nothing and you owe me nothing. But the reality is I'm not just going to take you out for the purposes of taking you out and introducing myself to you. That's dumb. That's absolutely stupidity. Am I, I don't even know why people do it, but people do it. But that's stupidity to me. But if you think that's how people get to know each other, hey, listen, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's the definition of insanity. The reason why you're losing is you're living life like that. But if you think you deserve that, go ahead. You'll be in the same spot five years from now, predictably. I work hard for everything that I earn. I do not give it to people just to introduce myself to them. Absolutely not. That's not a part of my table. No. There's different ways I can meet people and there's different avenues that I can pull people from. I'm not going to take you out just to get to know you unless I offer it. Daniel says, appreciate the constant. Wait, I appreciate the constant, the content while I'm on the grind. Appreciate the content while I'm on the grind. We got Mr. Borshin here with the sponsorship. Thank you for all that you do, sir, sir. Thank you, man. All right. Shout out to Noel says, keep roasting these feminine energy men. When you recognize this, XL Pro Services says, dropping jewels. Recognize this as a man. If a man ever utters the word who hurt you, that is a woman. That is not a man. That ain't nowhere near what a man is. But you've been living with women and you've been trained by women, but you ain't nowhere near a man if you ever uttered that word or that phrase. You got to be the worst excuse for a man by ever, ever saying that phrase. Why? This isn't just me demeaning you. I'm going to tell you why. And you're not going to hear it, which is going to prove my case. What did I tell you the order of how women, women sense things? I'm going to tell you. The order of how women sense things is feel. If feel is the first thing you think of when you listen to CGA, you're a woman. If here is the order where you heard it, if here is up here and you heard me, you would never jump to a merchant first, first because you heard me. See, a man is going to hear first. Then he's going to see. That's how men listen. Women listen by feel first. Then hearing is way down here. They don't intend to understand. They tend to rebel. You as a man go right to feel and hear down here. That's a woman. You behave like woman. You learn like woman. Of course, you've been trained by women, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We need men like you. We need men like you in this world. You're useful. Women lead men like you in this world. You're useful. So don't think you're not needing in the world. You're needing in the world. We need men to flip hamburgers. We need men to drop fries. We need men to be into mental health and depression. We need men to be less than so you can make room for me to get more than. We need men like you. We need stepdaddies. We need men to take women that are less than than qualified. We need men like you. So don't think you're in a bad shape. You're useful. So don't think I've demeaned you. We need men like you. We need men like you that desire less and make their ambitions less to pursue women. We need men like you. 
So be that, but don't come in here to try to change me by operating in your emotions because that's not what men do. They use that emotion secondary or even tertiary or even quadruary. They use that at the bottom. It's, it's okay to feel, but not as a first sense. That's okay. We need you out here to build for us. We need you out here to work salary jobs. We need you out here to work for minimum wage to get replaced by AI. We need you out here to act in ignorance and get out here and get shot by police. We need you out here so we can go to marches and protest for, for your ignorance of the world. We need you. <laughs> we need you to date the overweight women. We need you to date the leftovers. We need you to take less. <laughs> That's what we need. We don't need you all in here thinking like me and understanding me. We need you out here. We need slaves. We need people in poverty mindset. We need lemmings. We need people on government doles complaining about student loan debt repayment and reparations. We need you. Although we deserve reparations, but if you're going to sit around and wait for it, we need you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Listen, it's not just women that I need to correct. A lot of times it's men. Men. Somebody said no one is safe. No one is safe. Where are we at here? Derek says, hey, coach, I'm 37, and my girlfriend living in what my, wait, my living girlfriend, I'm 37, my living girlfriend is 26. It is the 12th, and she still hasn't given me her portion of the bills for the month. She claims she had some unexpected expenses. I pay 70%, and she pays 30%. How would you handle this situation, P.S.? She got asked, though, coach, again, Yes, there's the she's thick as a means to actually dismiss everything of importance to her, recruit, uh, according to the finance. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. When women say they're broke, first of all, it's true. Second of all, it's a lie. What they do is they don't budget well, they don't manage money, and they prioritize expenses, especially if they have a man that is going to do so, right? So she knows you live in, you're in your six month of your lease. She can pull the plug, she can bait and switch. So she's bait and switching you, knowing that you're going to cover the expenses. Why? Because you have no choice. You have to cover the expenses or you get kicked out or the lights get turned off. So she just bait and switched you. Okay. Now it's time to get over the fact that she got a little bubble and wagon behind her and kick her ass to the curb. Okay. For being deceptive and using trickery and bait and switch on you. She got you. She got you. Many of us have gotten got just like that. As a result, you must do what you have to do. And I will say that term, she's violated the terms of the relationship and she must be properly dismissed. Period. Anyway. Now, the next thing she's going to do is get pregnant on you. And the next thing she's going to do is then ask you to get married. And then you're really up shit's creek. So you better ditch her now because she's nothing but a massive liability. She has nothing more to offer you. And she has, she's bringing no value there. So get, get her out before it. Before anyway, this is why we do say don't don't cohabitate, guys. This is why we say don't cohabitate. Uh, Chairman Mo says these mostly middle class Brazilian fem feminists are morons who live in comfort and ease from either their family's money, husbands, or their sugar daddy money. They chicken balk about womenism and then tell fellow females not to play with the passport bros, but they don't 
help the same women escape poverty or the favelas, which are the slums they were born in to and live in. At least the passport worlds are helping the economy by giving them some Brazilian barbecue. It's barbecue in there. All right. And he also says, and rice and black beans in exchange for that, you know what? He says, uh, shaking my head at that stupidity. If these women is, do not have some real work on helping the poor Brazilian women to actually get jobs and skills and or vote for anti-poverty politics so they do not have to sell that, you know what? Then these feminists should just shut up, give them the chicken box. Yeah. Well, that was a mouthful. Pause. Let me get to Super Chats. Freddie Patino says, Coach, I have to give her the banana split special. Took out the banana, split her open, whipped cream that 304. She asked, where's my cherries? Okay. Classy beats that free agent lifestyle shirt is fire. Can we still order them? No. Nope. All right. Strago Sniggle Theater says Ron Jeremy is an example of paying in the end, shaking my damn head. Guys, you either pay in the beginning, front end, or pay in the end. Ron Jeremy has had his way with hundreds of women. I would dare say thousands of women. Now look at him. He's shitting on himself in prison, <laughs> right? Come on, let's, let's just be honest. Ron Jeremy's pooping on himself in prison. That's where he ended up. That's a hell of a payment. That's a hell of a payment. Chairman says, I get that the old white dude wants to try some Hershey dark chocolate because back in his days, having dark chocolate was illegal in the South and frowned upon in the North. But like, damn, that old white dude could have done a lot better. Give that brother the thirsty star. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> and we all brothers in here. We got only a couple more. Then it's on to the rest of the day. Kaylin F. What would truly make a wife stand out from the others is having the ring in the marriage, but treats you like she's still a girlfriend trying to get the marriage. What makes Michael Jordan great and Tom Brady stand out is even though they accomplish everything, they still feel like they have something to prove. Women don't have that approach in the marriage. Um, Isn't Pearlie doing wife school? I think, I think that the institution of marriage has been prostituted for sure. Somebody said he also got dementia. He got dementia. All right. He act like he got dementia. I don't remember nothing. <laughs> but women do uh, prostitute marriage. So it's a sad reality. It, and, and I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian, but I know many of the faiths had tried to give women instructions and men instructions on how to make things work in a spiritual sense. And thus, I do believe in that because many people are operating in the secular view of marriage, which is a fantasy point of view. And thus, they are greatly disappointed. Either one or both people are greatly disappointed. And it often ends because there's no faith-based approach to relationships and marriage. Even though I'm not a Christian or a Muslim or a any any anybody, I believe that they've gave a prescription to make relationships work. They've given every little detail of how the relationship works. Now, if you are operating equally, unequally yoked, yoked or non-spiritual marriage is going to die. Not only that, if you are in a feminist mindset and you're so-called Christian or any of these other religions, it's going to die. 
It's not going to work. It ain't going to work. If you bring a secular view, which would be a, a view outside of the scripture prescription, if you bring that into your marriage, it's doomed without a doubt. Somebody says you pay for a traditional right wife. Absolutely. And again, one thing I want to tell you guys is I'm not, I'm not against pain. I'm not one of these guys that say give a whole nothing and never, never let her keep a dime. And I have a middle ground on it. I'm not against the pay system in any way, meaning paying in a marriage, paying for um, dates or pursuit and courting. Pay. I'm not against that. What I'm against is telling me I got to pay and then giving me a badass deal. That's what I'm against. Giving me a horrible ass deal that I pay for. Now, now I ain't with that shit. Now, if I'm paying, if I'm writing checks, guess what I also do? Guess what I also do? I dictate what I'm paying for. See, I don't know if you guys know that. Do you guys go out and have a bad meal and pay for it? Do you guys go out there to an auto mechanic and they don't fix your car and you pay for it? And they tell you, I didn't fix that. I fixed something else. <laughs> All right. Or I didn't fix it. I didn't fix nothing. Pay up. Do you go out and buy a house and say, well, you don't get the fixtures. You don't get this and that. You don't, you paid for it, but you don't get it. Do you buy a car? Do you actually treat human beings? Do you, do you do this? If you do this, then guess what? You get what you pay for. But when I put money on the line, I'm going to be able to say, this is what I want. If thus I continue to make bad deals like that, I can only blame myself. <laughs> but don't tell me I pay for something and then you get to dictate what I pay for. That way I set the price, you set the price, but then I can negotiate the price down. Yeah, I ain't going to do this and I ain't going to do that. Well, okay, the price is going down as you keep talking, but go ahead. <laughs> It's your prerogative, though, ladies. I'm not telling you, you don't, you don't have to give me anything. You don't have to sell me anything. It's your prerogative. But my money, I dictate what I do with my money. All of it. Anyway, three-hour stream. We are already there. JW, Mr. Williams says, Coach, I'm assuming you're available on the weekends. I'm going to hit you up for a coaching call. I want to get some questions written down. Thank you. Yes, please do. Clarity.fm backslash Greg Adams. Okay. Uh, yes. And when I'm in the, guys, you guys got to know, you have an you're in a leverage position when you write checks. That's not just with women, but with all people. Eddie says, uh, I had a girl back in November who wanted me to spoil her on her birthday, but I only met her one week before her birthday. Spot on. Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. That's a money tree. That's a woman that think you're a money tree. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. No, that's a pay-per-view. If I know you for one week, <laughs> right, you're on pay-per-view schedule. You're on pay-per-view. I don't care if you're dating, courting, or doing some sort of seeking or some sort of arrangement. If I meet you and I've only known you for a month or a couple of months, you're on pay-per-view. There ain't shit you getting extra, right? You better work with some damn extra. What the hell? You own fun time, Sally time. You pay, you get paid when you show up. If your ass don't show up, there ain't shit happening, right? Don't ask me that you short on your money. 
Don't hey, say, tell me that you in a bind. All right. I don't want to hear that shit. Don't tell me that you your rent is short. Your rent's due, motherfucker. You on pay-per-view, baby. That's how it works. All right, I got everybody here. We are out of here, brothers. Enjoy, and we'll be back. We got two more streams left this week on the public sector. We'll be back tonight. Shout out to the coach gang, and go get your feet wet out here. Go get your feet wet out here. Here it is. That's you. Peace. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.